Welcome back to The Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. Today we're going to be talking about a very interesting scenario. Imagine a gentleman getting pulled over at 2 a.m. in the morning in the Twin Cities, driving down 94 near Minneapolis. Uh, state patrol officers trying to make an arrest because there's a felony offense on his record in Ramsey County. He ends up getting shot. We know nothing more than that, basically, at this point. We got some some sources that say other stuff, and, and we'll bring that to you here in the show. But BLM already jumping to the man was murdered. Now, why, what was he out? What's the offense that he had? What's that felony offense? Well, I think we've got that for you now. I mean, this is 1 o'clock on Tuesday, August 1st. This happened at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. July 31st. So news is not traveling fast. We don't have the body cam footage yet. 2 a.m. on July 30th. July 31st. That would have been last night. It was, no. No, that would have been. Oh, no, you're right. William, you're having an off day already. Well, there's straight-laced William (laughs) joining us today on the program. (laughs) You had uh, another thing going on today, and I'm just like, where's William? I need William. I need William. So Here I am. There he is, Mr. Straight-laced himself, one of our political junkies, other political junkie, Maggot Jesse. How you doing there, Maggot Jesse? Yep, doing good. I like that William's looking patriotic as well today. Oh, thank and, you. And, uh, yeah, no, I think we got a lot of stuff to expose today. Reading your comments at home is the lovely young Bridget Williams. How are you doing, Bridget? Um, great, and I appreciate the young adjective thrown in there because I don't feel that <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, well, I'm 40, so, uh, yes, you are young. And we also have running the dials, Mr. Deep State himself, Dawson. How are you doing, Dawson? Yeah, I'm here. I'm good. You're I'm busy. Good. So Dawson yeah. literally just got back in the studio he was on site at uh, the governor's mansion, and that's where. So, what was this thing called that they were doing? They were just having a. It wasn't a vigil. Last night was a vigil, for Ricky Cobb's gentleman's name. Um, what What was the thing called? I think it was just a press conference by his family. I don't know if it had a a, night, a name or a title. Okay, it was it was scheduled for noon. So we thought we'd bring you footage. Turns out, what did they did they even start when you left? They um they had. A few people talking. They had a BLM um, member chair or whatever talk for a second, and then another one from the Minneapolis chapter. And then they had the mom of two of his kids step up and talk for a little bit. She didn't say very much. She was pretty. She was pretty. Oh, quiet. so we do have some footage, at least. Well, we can't bring it to you right now because he just literally got yeah, back. Yeah. Let me dump this article real quick. Um, actually. Dust, we just go into actionforlabor.com. For you at home, make sure you like this on Rumble. Or if you're watching on YouTube, like it. That helps everyone else know what the show content is and why they should come here. Um, also, if you want to uh, join us in the comment section, I see the comment section is already pretty busy. Um, we'll try to get to your comments. we got a lot to talk about today. If you want to for sure have your comment read, go ahead and click the Rumble rant. For $10 or more, we will definitely read your comment. I'll interrupt what we're saying. After we talk about this story, and I don't know how long this is going to take because this is going to be an interesting one, we've got to talk about something you probably haven't heard about in the Hunter Biden plea deal. Okay, this is interesting. The two prosecutors behind it happened to have uh, put a black guy behind jail for the same crime. So where's Black Lives Matter on that one, right? Um, Let's see here. We also are going to give you an update on uh maddie kingsbury's story adam fravel they unsealed documents so some interesting stuff new gun law takes effect today and marijuana is now legal in minnesota legal kind of legal 
quasi-legal, not fully mm-hmm. legal. We'll ta- explain that. What's the other thing I got? Uh, oh, Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips mm-hmm. might be running for mm-hmm. governor. President. I have no idea if we're going to get to all this stuff. President? So let's go. Yeah. President. What did I say? Governor. President, even bigger. Wow. <laughs> Slow down, Jake. We've got a lot to cover. <laughs> all right. Bring up the article at actionforliberty.com. This is... Um, we published this last night as we learned BLM is calling this a murder already. There's apparently a couple chapters of BLM. One is um, BLM Minnesota, and the other one's Black Lives Matter Twin Cities. Both mm-hmm. published a vigil, which happened at, I think it was 8 o'clock last night in Minneapolis. And if you see, scroll down, all the way down there for Ricky Cobb, they already assume last night State Patrol murdered Ricky Cobb. So that's the uh, Black Lives Minnesota. Black Lives Twin Cities right below that say he was murdered by the Minnesota State Patrol last night. Now, that's a strong word. Murder would obviously be a criminal code. Um, As we know, two Minneapolis police have been convicted of murder, Derek Chauvin being the obvious one. What was the other guy's name? Mohamed Noor, is that correct? I want to say it's Mohamed Noor. Um, That one was crazy because that guy just shot a woman who called the police. I want to say there was like some... Theft or something happened in her neighborhood. Something bizarre. This is like a tourist, right? Like an Australian. She woman? was Australian. She was yeah. Australian, <laughs> and she gets shot. Jeez. And the guy reached like across, like he came up on the passenger side. I want to say, or she was in the passenger side, shot across. It's crazy. So two people, two Minneapolis cops, convicted of murder within just the last. I want to say that's five years. I can't remember when that Manama Noor one happened. What's really funny about this story is that we published this story on Twitter and we had a couple like, you know, Liberty people in the comments saying, well, how is it you guys are just racist? Why are you taking this position? It's like, well, we don't know what's going on. I think Wait that's a the second. real Who, that didn't happen. Position. What are you talking about? Yeah, we got called racist in our uh, Twitter we got feed. called racist on Twitter. Yeah. You didn't By see who? this. Who called us uh, racist? Just couple of anonymous accounts but oh, another well, person why, why are we even addressing on the show <laughs> because it happened and it's uh, worth noting right, but let's see another here. person also said uh, what's the liberty position on uh troopers murdering a black man and i think it was you who responded well we're just waiting and seeing what the facts are i think that's the true liberty position because everyone deserves their day in court and everyone uh deserves the uh, presumption of innocence. Yes, that's a mature, obvious response. What did you delete mm-hmm. these comments? I don't even see these comments. I don't see I anyone calling us I racist. I don't think you can delete comments. Yeah, I don't Twitter. see any someone calling us racist. What are you talking about? This is definitely there. Fake news. Total fake news, William. Always not, give us not fake news. Not playing the victim here. Should. We definitely did go, get called racist. Yeah, I did see this thing about liberty position. Too. Well, it doesn't matter. Like we don't know. The, the point that we're trying to make is you don't know. So at this point, Liz Collin, let's go back to Liz Collin because we were reading her tweet. Liz is actually a good one to break info dealing with law enforcement. She wrote, uh, and this is two hours ago, sources confirmed two troopers were dragged by Ricky Cobb after a 94 traffic stop. Alpha News has been told the troopers tried to place him under arrest for a do not contact order, a felony. Cobb took off. One is reaching in driver's side window, other passenger side. When Cobb drags him, Toward freeway video expected to be released soon that makes it sound like basically he was using the vehicle as a weapon essentially right dragging cops out there fearing probably fearing for the life that's all we know i'm not trying to make a statement like it's a legitimate shooting but some that that's all we know i, I don't even want to speculate anymore okay that's according to sources given to her we don't have body camera footage yet 
What did you learn being there at the governor's mansion, Dawson? The main thing that I learned is that, I mean, the family is grieving, and no matter what, that's going to happen. Um, I There was Star Tribune there, Kara Levin, a bunch of people, um, mostly people with cameras. Honestly, the crowd was kind of small for what I would expect to be a little bit bigger. I think probably because it was, I mean, 12 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to get out for that kind of thing, but small crowd, um, mostly BLM activists, some media. And honestly, I didn't learn a whole lot because the family is currently or was currently going through the body cam footage and whatnot. They were doing something mm. that meant that we couldn't get that information yet. What did we, Jesse, you looked into Ricky Cobb. What did we learn in terms of charges, you know, mm -hmm. in, in his past criminal record? Yeah, here's what I know about this guy. So I, I was doing some digging. I found out that he... Worked at uh, Santa Max, Columbia as a maintenance mechanic. It looked like he had a pretty decent job there. Uh, was also a maintenance mechanic before at another place. Uh, so April 2017, Cobb was convicted of a felony domestic assault. And March 2018, Cobb was charged with various drug crimes. Later on, uh, felony possession of a firearm he wasn't allowed to have. Uh, he has alleged gang affiliations and was still causing problems. He was violating his probation, uh, so he twice violated his conditional release by failing to maintain contact with the probation officer, submitting random drug tests, and remaining law-abiding. Uh, so I was looking into the court case where he was trying to appeal this decision in 2019. He appealed a district court decision on his conviction of being ineligible to possess a firearm. Cobb pled guilty on that, but went on to uh, request a downward directional and Dippo's, I, I can't speak right now, a departure of the sentencing, basically. He wanted to lower the charges. Uh, and I can't figure out exactly who this domestic abuse was against because he has five children, and it looks like there might be a few baby mamas. Uh, Olivia Stroh uh, looks like she either has one or two kids with this guy, Ricky Cobb II, and... Uh, there's a Danielle Williams who uh, it seems like he used to be, uh, you know, in a relationship with for over 11 years. I imagine that she's probably the mother to most, most of uh, his children. And at the time of his death, he was in a relationship with a Sierra Compton. Uh, so he's got a few different women. This guy was a player. Uh, but Ricky, uh, you know, and also I was looking at his Facebook just for informational purposes. Just what is this Ricky talking about? Uh, so he would post things on Facebook saying that uh, there's more deadbeat moms than deadbeat dads and that uh, he shared one post that said that uh, the mother of his children had learning disabilities. Uh, and interestingly, he shared a post that made fun of people who uh, cried when their exes died. And interestingly and ironically, one of his uh, exes is, you know, posting stuff about the vigil, posting things about him. Uh Yep, so th there's that one. And also, uh, Dawson, you should pull up the one uh, of his last two posts that he made on uh, I think that's just, Facebook. He's laughing because it's a stupid post. Maybe. You well, know, I, I don't know. Real quick. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, we have um, K-Wall for Life, $10. says cheers. Thanks, K-Wall. Appreciate it. Uh, if we together... Shit, I can't even... If we together and way. your ex die and you cry... Well, hold on, hold on. If we together, what does that mean? If, if we're, we're together, together. Like oh, relationship. So they're doing together twice by that emo. What? Yeah. Well, he's just 
adding a little flavor. I think it's just the emotion. Just adding flavor? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your ex die, and you cry on you. On my mother, you single. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Oh, I didn't. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. OMM is on my mother? I'm pretty sure. That's um, how I'd read it. you single. That's how I interpreted that. I don't know what we're learning from this. <laughs> right. Well, Jeez. but anyway, uh, sure Dawson pulled the one, though, the one of his last two uh, Facebook posts there because it's kind of interesting as well. Um, so if he, I replied know, to the email, Dawson, it's the picture I replied to the email with. Liz uh, reports he abused a do not contact order, which is felony. Uh, I would assume that there's probably a do not contact order with. Maybe one of his exes. That would be mm -hmm. my assumption here. Probably a safe assumption. So that's what apparently he was being brought in for. What's this? Yep. So these are the final two posts that uh, Ricky had made. One of them was just four days ago. And he said, most gangsta shit you could do is turn your whole life around. Uh, so it's interesting. Maybe so he was in the process of, you know, mm -hmm. turning his life around. I don't know this guy. And also you scream out my failures, but whisper my accomplishments. So, you know, that was the kind of stuff that he would post. It was, you know, semi-inspirational, semi-venting. That was kind of his style of uh, Facebook. Uh, it's interesting, and I, I don't want to uh, prejudge this guy. I don't know uh, the situation. Obviously, we'll learn a lot once these body camera footage, uh, you know, the body cam and the vehicle footage. I'm excited to see it because I want to know the truth of what happened here. Uh, and you, you never you never know, and I don't want to prejudge this guy, but it looks like there were some previous problems with the law. Looks like he had some run-ins with cops before. It looks like he uh, wasn't always respectful and dealing with cops correctly. So uh, it'll be interesting to see all well, the facts of this. Yeah, the judge me, judgment D part on me is if you're literally putting a law enforcement officer's life in danger by trying to flee them, which seems to be seems to be a fact at this point in the case. Yeah, I thought that was a given. Am I wrong about? That's how it's been reported everywhere. Okay. Once again, body he refused camera. to get out of the car too. Right, resisting arrest, and then so how do you get from resisting arrest to police officers are have their guns out and they shoot you? You would well, imagine so murder would be there's no reason for it and they shoot you. That's what BLM's jumping to conclusion. The reason we're on top of the story, guys. Do I need to say this? We all remember 2020, all right? And it wasn't just 2020 with George Floyd. Then we had the whole thing in uh, in Brooklyn Park which was literally a awful mistake an error made by what was her name again Kim Potter so that led to more riding nights but George Floyd obviously being ingrained in our memories and so this happens and that's the narrative right away we mm -hmm. were having the pre-show discussion and Dawson was talking about MPD and I'm like yeah but this isn't even MPD this is literally state patrol which patrols the highways mm -hmm. so this is happening in 94 at 2 a.m. in the morning the guy didn't have didn't seem like he did not have taillights he had or lights on on his tail, but he didn't even have taillights. Is that what? That, that's what it that? said in right. quotes. No taillights. No taillights. So like they might have been busted out or something. Okay, Walt was asking if there's body cam footage, but there's body foot. There's body body cam footage. It hasn't been released yet. Now, that is. Let's see. We're going on probably about what thirty six hours ish right now. Let's see. Yeah, it's almost two o'clock in the afternoon. So we're going on about 36 hours without any body cam footage being seen by the public. I mean, you had to leave early, Dawson. Was that addressed? What, what do we know? Because that's what the protest at the mansion was about, right? Right. So basically, and I think that it was in a comment that uh, I'm old enough to remember that when the left demanded body cam footage. Right now, 
everybody is demanding body cam footage. It's odd because they don't want it to be edited. They want it to just go well, through the family, go through investigation, then get out because they want to know what happened just as much as we do. But weren't they already saying it was murder? Like, weren't speakers saying it was murder already? Yep. So they're already saying that it's murder, but they Before want the Before seeing the body cam footage. And that's what scares us is this is the path right now they're leading to end up you know what we would assume is to prepare to riot and create civil unrest (sighs) those were crazy times living in minnesota were you in nebraska at the time no i was here you were back it was uh oh yeah covid yeah they would have canceled that was weird i remember i was in Coon rapids and close enough to the cities and i would get like texts on my phone being like don't go out Right. Like, get home they at shut this down time because there's no cops roads. around. Yeah. yeah major roads so on a weekend. Yeah, and yeah, people were buying firearms all over the country finally, you know. So we'll get to the firearm law changes today, too. Um, yeah, that, that's what scares me is the jump to conclusions. Murder is obviously a serious charge, right? So we don't know. We just don't know at this point. We're going to keep an eye on this story. Uh, I got William looking at news. I'm sure Jesse's doing the same thing. In case there's any updates, what other uh, comments? Let's go to some comments here. Odd one says it's got to be hard to see your family member being shot or have that out there, no matter who is at fault. True. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you feel bad for the family, um, but you know, well, I we're not automatically defending the cop here either. Oh, like, absolutely we just, not. We just yeah. don't know. We like, don't here's know the thing about on. Derek Chauvin. I believe Derek Chauvin was guilty of something. Was it second degree murder? Seems crazy. Derek Chauvin was convicted of second degree murder. The same charge. Don, or um, that they're charging Adam Fravel for killing Maddie Kingsbury. Doesn't seem to be the same thing to me, right? Seems like maybe manslaughter, right? But guilty is something. Not trying to defend bad cops. But basically mm-hmm. the way I look at the, the Derek Chauvin thing was his, his knee was on the neck too long, right? That's the big key difference. So that's also the same thing with this uh, Marine who was in the New York City subway, right? He held a chokehold on this guy, mm-hmm. and he held it probably too long. Once again, I don't know the details, and I'm sure it'll come out in the defense. But you know, there's one thing from holding a chokehold, and a guy passes out, and then you let go. Really, no harm done there. You mm-hmm. hold a chokehold too long, yeah, you literally stop blood to the head. That's a big problem. Right, and we definitely need to call out bad cops. You know, bad cops need to be exposed. Bad cops need to be out of the field. And uh, I agree with what you're saying on Derek Chauvin. And what was so unfortunate about what was going on during the Black Lives Matter stuff was because, you know, the BLM people were so radical, the left was going so far with this stuff that it was turning some right-wing people into pro-Derek Chauvin, you know, supporters, when really everybody agreed when that video came out, everybody agreed that Derek Chauvin shouldn't have been doing that. He shouldn't have kept his knee on his neck for that long. You can do it temporarily while you're trying to restrain him, uh, but, you know... Everybody who was watching the video and even the bystanders there were all saying, get off him, get off him, he can't breathe, he's going to die, he's going to die. Derek Chauvin took it too far. I, I actually disagree with that. Candace Owens has a great documentary <laughs> with Daily Candace Wire. Owens. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> take it for what it is. It's a good documentary, and it kind of uh, goes through a lot of the evidence. It goes through alternative perspectives on this, and uh, a lot of people talked about that case. Derek Chauvin wasn't the best guy, I don't think, but he was taught to do that. He was taught to put his knee on the back. Yeah, but like not for nine minutes. Yeah, what's the time limit? Isn't there a time limit? I guess I don't or know. Like, I don't remember that part, but uh, clearly that's. I too think long. Yeah. I think they definitely went after Derek Chauvin harder than they needed. No doubt, you're not getting yeah. an argument here. We had uh, Liz Collins on the show to talk about this. Her book, mm-hmm. right? Her book somewhere in here, somewhere, somewhere around here. 
Um, yeah, and obviously, worried, worried. he died of a heart attack. I was, too. Well, I was telling Jake, obviously, the fentanyl had something to do with it, too. Right, you know, right, it, right. it was a combination of things, but uh, he wouldn't have died in that way if Derek Chauvin wasn't sitting there putting his knee on his neck for, you know, nine minutes like that. Uh, there, there were better ways of dealing with it. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just never going to come to the defense of Derek Chauvin for, you know, what he did. Everyone knows it's wrong. And uh, he, he stepped, you know, he crossed that line. Tucker yeah. says George Floyd was resisting the whole time. That's why they were on top of him for nine minutes. He did nothing wrong. Chauvin? Didn't yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I disagree. I think, I think <laughs> yeah, so. no, I, I totally disagree, too. You know, Tucker, I think you're falling into the trap. <laughs> I think you're falling into <laughs> the, trap the trap where... The trap is disagreeing with anything the left because says. Because politics is a team sport. That's what it is. You know? Right. And it's tricky doing this show. Because like I said, everybody we... was against Derek Chauvin in the very first, you know, that very first day. And then the more the left kept talking, the well, more see, the riots the kept happening. That's the problem. That's when Republicans Everyone was flipped. against him the second the video came out. Nobody waited for more evidence. And people the still The video today, is the evidence. No, everybody but you, saw it. Well, the video's pretty damning, right? Well, right. But you're only getting one viewpoint. Listen, I, you don't have a disagreement with me. And Video remember, the autopsy showed he died of overdose. Yeah, I don't think Derek Chauvin killed him. Right. But I do think that he was on there a little Well, long. there's conflicting autopsies, well, He doesn't go to... Right, and that's yeah. the problem. Here. Yeah, there's I think his problems. sentence is unfair. The first guy went into hiding because he was receiving death threats for his initial autopsy. Yeah. Mm. But um, I don't think he should be in jail for life, personally. Yeah, uh, well, he's not in jail he for life. He that, may as well be in jail for life. Because they're double. He like got charged by the state, years. and then he's also being charged with federal. You know, Derek Chauvin was going to plea on second degree murder or something like that, or what was it, for third degree murder? He was going to plea on it. Yeah, and he should have testified. You know, if if you want to hear his side of the story so bad, he should have testified. He had the opportunity in court, and he chose not to. Uh, so he he could have maybe cleared the air a little bit. Derek Chauvin had nothing good to say about himself. What's that say about him? Odd one says, I thought the Marine put him in the recovery position. He was fine. Another drug he dies when he would have anyway. And I, I shouldn't speak on this. I just remember when that story came out, clearly there's, I was just using this as an example. Clearly it's too long to do a chokehold, right? When you apply a chokehold, what you're doing is a, you're not constricting the airflow. You're constricting the blood vessel going to the brain. So that's why you pass out. And honest to God, I could do a chokehold on any one of you guys, and you're going to be fine. You're going to wake up three seconds later, you're going to wonder what happened. But if I hold that for minutes, you're mm-hmm. probably going to die. You're at least going to have brain damage. So there's too long. That's my point I was trying to make on that one. Did, did he end up going to jail, That the Marine? He's being uh, prosecuted for it. He is. In currently. New York City, which isn't being prosecuted. They're not prosecuting ha- half of the dang violent crimes mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is, like, Floyd was a thug. He was a, he was a loser, like what that guy represented. And then we memorialized him around here. He was a bad dude. Yeah, like, he literally held a gun to a woman's... Uh, mm-hmm. Stomach. She was pregnant. That's what he went to prison for. Wait, who did? Yeah, George, George Floyd. Floyd. You didn't know that? Yeah. I okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Chauvin, so I got it mixed up. Oh. <laughs> Odd one <laughs> says Chauvin had no chance at a fair trial, so testifying would not have helped him. Maggie Jesse. You know that's what some people say, but I mean, I think a testimony would have helped him because if you're screwed regardless, you might as well say the truth. You might as well as uh, put what your side of the story is out there, and maybe his lawyers were telling him not to. I think that's bad legal advice. Uh, but, you know, he had every opportunity to, and staying silent, uh, you know, of course, silence can't be used as an insinuation of guilt, uh, but the jury definitely views it that way. People view silence as guilt. I, um, I've got an opinion about a comment. Uh, 
Tucker said, you ever try to restrain someone on crack? Damn near impossible. <laughs> Probably true. If there's anybody that would be able to, I would hope that it would be a policeman. Yeah, police right? officers yeah. are trained for dealing with the worst of, among us. You know, they're, they're not dealing with the best people every day. They're trained to deal with the worst among us. Amber Munson says, I agree with William. Candace Owens' documentary is worth seeing. Mm-hmm. It was good. I watched it. She gets a chance to talk to his family. Yeah, it puts my neighbor. My neighbors agreeing with you. I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she usually disagree? No, I don't know. She pro- she likes all of us. Okay, I think she still likes me. I'm her neighbor. <laughs> we do neighborly things. Uh, she also said she sh- that she should have watched the Barbie review. Remember, I was telling you the. Oh no, you weren't here at the meeting. I still got to respond to that. Fo- <laughs> Razzle Dazzle said no movie talk. <laughs> he said earlier yeah. in the comments he was like oh good lineup of topics no movie talking there or something razzle like dazzle i agree with you i agree with you <laughs> i do too actually, i i just wanted people to know that i i listen i encourage staff to have ideas and so we did the barbie review i did Amber see says she likes you and everyone else jake <laughs> yes jake. <laughs> i did see razzle dazzles wants to replace the co-host which i was very offended by <laughs> oh yeah i, I kind of agree too. so bridget was like afraid to talk on the show i don't like being on the with show. well i'm and she's doing so well now so <laughs> I do think she's going to replace one of you guys. Wait, is Razzle Dazzle saying he wants me and William replaced for doing Barbie stuff? <laughs> no, oh, he's talking about Jesse. Who's, well, actually, Jesse's doing well. Low energy uh, William today. That's what he's... Low energy about. William? What are you talking about? <laughs> do I need to start throwing punches in order to get your approval here? He is so... so Stepping on necks. <laughs> um, so, so I, I think this is an interesting <laughs> question. <laughs> the training part, and this is what I, really bugs me. So my background's not in law enforcement. It's military. And it's shocking how little training the cops go through these days, especially in these situations. So first of all, and we were bringing this up in the show uh, show planning. All right, so there's like two sides of sphere. If you want to talk about the team sport, right? Cops are all who's right, okay? Well, they're clearly not, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to be careful. Like, we're pro-law enforcement. You got to be careful on that one too, right? Because in socialist governments, who's enforcing the bullshit laws, right? Mm-hmm. It's the police. Right. So that that's one side of it. The other side of it is no cops. A cab, well, yeah. You can't have that in Minneapolis. You can have it in Lake Elmo. That's fine. You can have it there. You can have it in rural Minnesota, right? Sheriffs just do that. But you can't have that in Minneapolis. Have you seen the crime going on? Yeah. So if you're going to have cops, right? And remember, there's like BLM and all these people that literally defund the cops. They have no solution. They want anarchy. And by the way, the thing that scares me about anarchy, it starts out chaotic anarchy, and then it goes to order. And what's that order? It's a totalitarian state. It's mm-hmm. communism, socialism, whatever ism you want well, to use. Just like to it. Chaz it's and anti-freedom. Uh, exactly. Look Seattle. at Chaz. Yeah. That's exactly what they'll do. It's chaotic. It's anarchy until a new order comes in place. And by the way, whatever you want to call those people enforcing the order, you can call them whatever you want. But those are cops, right? It's just your brand of cops, right? Mm-hmm. So. We have to have police officers. So really it comes down to you have to understand the job they're doing. Do you want to do the job? Any of you guys on set, would you be a cop right now? I've thought about it before, but not right now. Not no. a chance? Uh, not, not right now. Anywhere in the metro for sure. Definitely on the metro. Bridge, I assume. Definitely I, not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even <laughs> want to be a cop, I would right? not want to be a cop. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, my uncle is a cop. Um, is that my only family member that's a cop? I don't have a lot of members that are cops in my family, but anyhow, at least my uncle, right? Like, there's no way I would do that. 
So, but someone's got to do it, right? And so what do we got to do with these people? We got to have good, proper training. And they don't train enough. They're always patrolling. Yep. So, and, and, you know, obviously it does come down to funding. Our priorities are completely wrong. We blew through a surplus. We were wasting all this money and more social programs. And we don't address this glaring issue. Cops are really on patrol all the time. They're not mm-hmm. shooting their farms. They're not learning well enough when not to shoot their farms. These people don't need to be on patrol all the time. They need to be on patrol, what, a third of the time? I think in the military, it'd be like one-third on, one-third training, one-third uh, rest or um, R&R, right? That's mm-hmm. a typical, or I guess in the military, weapons maintenance and gear and all that kind of stuff, paperwork. So it's like that might be exactly the role they should be in, but it's just like, what, 90% on patrol? And so you get I, these situations. I actually disagree with that. And maybe you're talking about Minneapolis cops specifically, but I have a buddy who's in the Wright County Sheriff's Department. And I would say probably half of his time is spent training, going to the range, shooting, uh, working on all this stuff. I mean, so that's maybe, awesome. Maybe if that's it depends what's on, going on Wright County Sheriff's Office. It certainly isn't happening. It, it sounds like they run a tight ship over there, which I appreciate. But yeah, much better, though, right? Right. What was I, what was the number? Like, How long was the training for a Minneapolis cop? Was it you, you said? Oh, I, I wasn't saying for Minneapolis, but I do know that in some states it's uh, like three months, sometimes more. But yeah, no, it all depends on uh, state and local laws. I, I just <clears throat> personally, I wouldn't want someone with only three months of training to be protecting me. I'd almost wish that it was somebody with like years. But but like, yeah. how do you balance that? Like, I no, I totally understand. Like you want more training. But, like, at the same time, nobody wants to be a police officer, and you need people on the force. And with all this defund the police talk, at least in Minneapolis, like, what is there left to do? Like, the cops are in this really tough spot right now. Mm-hmm. Base Minnesota asked, aren't those the same areas that voted to defund the police and reduce the number of officers? Right. Yeah, w- wasn't there something on the Minneapolis ballot that was, like, literally defunding the police? It that, failed. Uh, they, yeah, it that it, fail. it failed, but it just barely failed, right? Like, right. it was, like, 49, 51 Keith or something Ellison like that. He supported it. Did he? So did Ilan Omar. Hmm. They said you should vote for this. Are you sure Keith Ellison did? I think Jeremiah Ellison did. I don't think Keith did. I think Keith. I think Tina Smith did. And then everyone else stayed out of it. Wallace said you shouldn't vote for it. Hmm. Are you sure, Keith Ellison. I can did. fact check I don't think that. I don't this, think that's true. I we. I think we know he does. He tried to walk scenes. it back. Yeah. yeah. Seems mm. like these these guys are crazy. It seems like the big thing that BLM fucked up with, because it's like, at the end of the day, if they had been talking sense, it would have been not get rid of the police, be done with the police, like. Mm-hmm. All cops are bad. Every single one, get rid of them. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. They've made racial tensions worse in our country. Oh, 100%. like they've made They're things even more divisive. I think that yeah, I think <laughs> like, people are more racist today than they were five, ten years ago. And it's yeah. because Black Lives Matter. It's because of the media. It's because of all the all, all the things they're trying to keep you know push people apart. Instead of uh, you know they want to divide the people instead of the people fighting the politicians. Openly racist, encouraged by the left to be racist, right? They look at things in terms of race. That's another thing that went into effect today was the uh, Crown Act, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that did? Yeah, August oh my 1st. gosh. <laughs> so you can smoke pot, but you can't own a firearm if you smoke pot, and you certainly can't make a fun of someone's hair if it's racially charged. Mm-hmm. Actually, the law doesn't even really say it that way. <laughs> it's so your I, Here's NPR. Uh, the Charter Amendment vote also divided Minnesota's Democratic Party. U.S. Rep. Ilan Omar and State Attorney General Keith Ellison weighed in, su- weighed in to support it, mm-hmm. while Senator Amy Klobuchar and Governor Tim Walz opposed it. Okay, there you go. Wow. All right. 
Brad Ganser said the BLM grifters are more concerned about buying new houses than helping folks that may be disaffected. Yeah, what he's That's referring, yeah, true. what he's referring to is they raised a sick amount of money, like forty million dollars in twenty twenty one or something like that, and uh, just went to uh, crazy expenses. So. Well, in Candace's documentary, she goes, to, isn't it Patrice Colors, the big old house that she owns, like mansion? She tries yep. to go there to yep. interview her, yep. and mm-hmm. like nobody will open the gates or talk to her, but. It's clearly just her making money. It's all yeah, when I look at this Minnesota stuff, because there's obviously the uh, socialists that kind of like support this stuff, and then all the people here in the Twin Cities that make sure they show their allies with their signs out there. Black lives do matter. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Yeah, you I know, think there's like three ways of thinking. There's BLM, there's Thin Blue Line, and then there's Don't Tread on Me. And I think we're in the Don't Tread on oh, Me yeah. camp. You know, basically that. Of course, there should be a police that, you know, that's a very obvious function that's been around since the founding of our country and even way before then. Uh, but for the most part, don't infringe on my freedom. Uh, you know, don't uh, step over your boundaries. And, you know, the police should be focused on crime, not uh, right. petty little problems with the people. Well, they swear an oath to the U.S. Constitution. So I have a lot of respect for the cops. I, I think I'm with you here. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for like the sheriffs and the cops who openly say we're not enforcing red flag laws. We're not going to people's houses and taking their guns. I think that's great. So mm-hmm. I always support cops who do that. Yep. But that's based on like upholding your right to the Constitution, even in the face of like facing blowback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you definitely shouldn't force like violent crimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's move on to this next story because if Black Lives Matter really cared, they'd be on top of this nonviolent crime here. Let's talk about tax evasion. So this is from uh, Technofog, which is a substack. Tale of two plea deals. Same crime, same prosecutors, different punishments. Pull up the image of Derek Hines and Leo Weiss. These are two prosecutors that are on the case with um, with uh, Hunter Biden. This is a really interesting story. As discussed here and elsewhere, the Hunter Biden plea deal and its accompanying exhibits and diversion agreement is a curious document. It reduces the power of federal prosecutors to convict Hunter Biden for more serious charges. It eliminates the potential for Hunter Biden to be cooperating witness. It keeps the DOJ from congressional oversight. Its ambiguous terms could have foreclosed future prosecution of Hunter Biden for Foreign Agent Registration Act charges. And it left Judge Marilyn Norica rejecting it for the time being, citing concerns with its potential unconstitutionality and it's unprecedented structure. And that doesn't even take into consideration that the plea agreement was made after the statute of limitations on some of Hunter Biden's crimes had passed, after charging recommendations the DOJ tax division were ignored, after the scope of the broader investigation was improperly limited, and after search warrants were rejected and witness interviews were sabotaged. Now, you see on the screen here, these are the two gentlemen um, assigned to the Hunter Biden case, Leo Weiss, Derek Hines. Derek Hines is on the left there. Treated, they treated less serious tax cases as compared to the Hunter Biden case. Wait, wait, let me see here. Oh, we want to get to something else that has been all but ignored. How two prosecutors signed to the Hunter Biden case, Leo Wise and Derek Hines, treated less serious cases as compared to the Hunter Biden case. So this is, um, this is a fascinating story. These two gentlemen were on a case in Baltimore. Um, let's see, the dates are... I feel like this was... Back in 2004, Leo Weiss is a trial attorney in the DOJ Criminal Division Public Integrity Section. He has held that position since June of 2023. By all accounts, Weiss is an aggressive prosecutor. It's in his DNA. 
He was part of uh, Enron Task Force assigned to its racketeering trial against Big Tobacco and prosecuted a significant high-profile case against corrupt leadership in Baltimore, including Baltimore Police Gun Trace Task Force, former Baltimore Mayor Catherine Pugh, and former Baltimore City's Attorney Marilyn Mosby. Weiss also brought the biggest racketeering case in Maryland history. Now, this is what you probably haven't heard about. He also, including Hines, prosecuted a case against the top cop in Baltimore. This was um, Daryl DeSouza. He was the police commissioner, and they prosecuted him. Okay, so it's 2018. Sorry, it was, it, was, uh, it was much more recent. For three counts of failing to file individual tax returns, the case of DeSouza is particularly instructive as it demonstrates the uncharacteristically soft prosecution of Hunter Biden by Weiss and Hines. Also, us allow us to explain. DeSouza was, I don't know, I can't read today. That was, that was terrible. DeSouza was charged with failing to file an income tax return for the years 2013 to 2015 in violation of U.S. 267203. Not only had he failed to file income tax returns for those years, but DeSouza had also owed the IRS taxes for other years and had falsely claimed deductions that he was not entitled to. Do those charges sound familiar? Those are the same charges against Hunter Biden. Now, Hunter Biden is a little bit different because the total money here was relatively small. He owed approximately $60,000. The tax loss calculated by the IRS was between forty dollars to $100,000 total. Hunter Biden was millions of dollars. By the way, that was paid off, apparently. The back taxes was paid off by someone in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So his uh, fees on those were much higher than this. So millions of dollars. This guy was tens of thousands of dollars. Now, this guy supposedly fraudulently claimed deductions. Okay, got it. Like travel expenses, charitable donations. Hunter Biden, as we learned from whistleblowers in the IRS, falsely charged a golf membership, which is really a sex club. Whatever the hell that means. I don't think we know what a sex club is. Did you Google that yet? Google sex club. Don't do that. I'm I'm just joking. (laughs) What were you going to say? I was going to tell you, no, I'm not going to Google Oh, God, sex you knew club. the joke before. I, you were, like, ready to speak before I even got to it. I was like, what? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so let's pull up a picture of Daryl DeSouza here. So Black Lives Matter really cared. Why is this guy going to prison? So that's what ended up happening. He got prosecuted, went to prison for 10 months. Is that because he's black? Hunter Biden got a slap on the wrist now luckily that plea deal blew up in the face we reported that obviously i think last thursday this gentleman went to prison for 10 months now that's only two of the charges against hunter biden they totally didn't even bring the fraudulent charges the fraudulent deductions which seems to be like lots of evidence that's what the irs irs um, agents were saying in their whistleblower testimony and then the other thing about hunter biden which is really fascinating he pleads down a gun crime. And what's the gun crime? Anyone here know? The gun crime is that he was in possession or using drugs. So when he went to buy a firearm, he made a false statement on a background check, which is the thing that we're being alerted to today. If you smoke marijuana, you can't buy a firearm. I think you can't even technically, according to the federal law, possess a firearm, right? What do you mean if you smoke marijuana, you can't buy a firearm? Because... Like if you smoke it once, if you... 
Pull up, uh, yeah, actually, go to the article on the new gun laws today. Because this is really interesting how this is uh, actually really relevant. ATF made a statement, I think it was a month and a half ago we reported on this. And this is um, this is a federal versus state law conflict. Where do you, where, where is this? Uh, overreaching, new, Minnesota's new overreaching gun control law. Let's see, what line is that on in the show notes? I don't. Uh, line 10 oh yeah it's in there yep you're there so and it's the last paragraph today also marks the beginning of minnesota's complicated marijuana legalization law however law-abiding gun owners will want to stay away the federal atf still bans marijuana consumption for gun owners whatever happened to states rights click on Mm -hmm. that link there that last link it says ban marijuana and so that's our article when did we write this thing uh may 31st Mm -hmm. well over two months ago and this is the uh, ATF St. Paul Division clarifying that when this does come, and today is August 1st, so marijuana is fully legal. It's not fully legal, according to this, because um, as the ATF agent says, the Federal Gun Control Act of 1968 prohibits any person who is un- an unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance as defined by the Controlled Substance Act of 1970, which, by the way, is marijuana, according to federal law, from shipping, transporting, receiving, or possessing firearms or ammunition. Yeah, and I forgot about that. It's not just owning a firearm. You can't own ammunition. Now, i got to ask you guys this question. How many people do you think are breaking that law? How many marijuana smokers do you think there are in Minnesota currently? Meaning just today. Like you, <laughs> you're looking for a number? Or? What is it? Like Hundreds percent? of thousands? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is it a million? Maybe Not I, a million. I, I really don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I have no like history of drug use, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe twenty to thirty percent of people, or something <laughs> like that. I have no idea. Thirty percent of grown adults, right? Or I should say, sixteen plus. Mm-hmm. Is it a million? Does that is that far off? What do you guys think at home? Is that is that far off? A million? Come on, guys, give me some <laughs> reaction here. Is yeah, it a no, million? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a million. I, Half a million? Well, what's I, the really, I need I really a number. I'm trying to make a point What's here? the population of Minnesota? It's like five, five million, five, million, five and a half million, something like that. Yeah, 5.7. 5. 5. Okay. I, I could say there's a million probably. Let's say it's more half or less, a million. Yeah. 10%. Half a million? Are we talking about as of today or are we talking before today? I'm saying have used marijuana in the last year. Let's put it that way. Oh. Which well, means only today. I I think a million is a safe number then. Mm-hmm. Really? You think it's high? Yeah. Well, if it's it's okay, I think that's high. Let's go with a half a million. Here's my point: half a million. Let's just say half a million. So, what percentage of those people have ammunition in their home? Yeah. No, and actually, when I was uh, doing some door knocking, yeah, you're you're, you're going somewhere else. uh, Answer my question. Well, no, (laughs) actually, I'm not going anywhere else. Uh, I was door knocking for Second Amendment causes in Albert Lee, and actually, I was talking to a guy who uh, answered his door, and he said, "Look, I just don't want to sign on to it because." I saw these new articles that I'm not even allowed to own a gun because I have a medical, uh, you know, a medical card for marijuana. There you go. I thought that was really interesting. I get, yeah. I said, yeah, I agree. I think that's a stupid law as well. If I had it my way, we wouldn't be, you know, telling people that they can't own a gun uh, if they smoke marijuana. I think it's ridiculous. And actually, I brought a little hat to uh, to celebrate legalization. Oh <laughs> I'm not going to wear it. I'll keep the MAGA one on, but, you know, just... I believe in freedom. I think that everybody should be allowed to do what they want. Uh, and 
it's ridiculous to me that, you know, we're going to say that some people don't deserve a constitutional right because they like a plant. I mean, what, what kind of what kind of state is this? This is I, tyranny. I do want to preface that I think marijuana, or at least the smell, is disgusting. I've, I've never smoked marijuana myself, but I just can't stand being anywhere in the vicinity. Okay, Ron DeSantis. You um, <laughs> sound just like him. Well, gee, I was about to get to a point here. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that you can take away someone's constitutional God-given right based on based on that especially when it's legal in the state Mm -hmm. jesse can you hold that hat up again why for i think i had it keyed out on brad ganser earlier said to fix a dent in your maga hat i can't i I bent it up a little bit (laughs) there you go dawson sorry guys i had i totally (laughs) had that keyed out there you know oh oh yeah i was kind of wondering why that was happening (laughs) i was looking on the screen well um Going back to my point, because you did deviate, but that was a good story, so I do appreciate it. <laughs> it and, was connected. You were, I was it was like, connected. Oh, sorry, I, I contributed to the deviation. No, no, no. Actually, it was good. We got the marijuana tat, and we, I'm not sorry that we I had a keyed out, too. I'm glad I deviated. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> Should we talk about Barbie? <laughs> <laughs> um, half a million people smoke, use marijuana in the last year. Okay, let's say it's that. So what's the percentage that have ammunition in their possession like in their home or a firearm of yeah. those who i gotta imagine it's at least 10 percent yeah 10 20 20 30 percent yeah this is minnesota because yeah let's say it's a third mm-hmm. so a third of a half a million like that's uh hundred and sixty-seven thousand. yeah carry the two hmm. 167,000 people possibly in violation of a felony act you know what? Maybe this is how we get Democrats on board with nullification. Well, technically, marijuana is nullification. Legalizing marijuana is nullification. Right, but now we just got to take it that step further and say all gun owners who smoke Tucker's marijuana are good to go. Tucker, uh, one one. I have like 400 rounds of, what does it say? I can't, it's off the screen. I don't even know how to read this in like gun language. Well, <laughs> can I, what, what's it say? 7.62 NATO ball. That's not including nine millimeter and five point five six. I don't know how to read this slash. Five point. So those yeah, are millimeters. Oh, now I can read it. Seven six two NATO. Yeah. That's just the ammunition type. Ball oh. ammunition, just the type of bullet. That's not including nine mil and five five six slash two two three. Only four hundred oh, rounds, Tucker. Jeez, get gotta do some <laughs> shopping. Um, do you see his next but, comment though? But wait, why did you say? Why did you say he? Because below, I don't know if it shows up there yet. Yeah, it doesn't show up there yet. But he said, I used in the last hour goal. Make <laughs> we read Brad Cancer's well, comment. Tuck, Brad Tucker, <laughs> Tucker, you don't want oh, to Tucker, don't say that shit. Can you delete your comment? I, Which he all, he I know, lost I all of like, it well, in the accident, this. right? He lost all that stuff. I mean, seriously, I'm dead serious. That You shouldn't put that stuff up there. And I have no issue with what you just told me. Well, the chat disappears after the video isn't live anymore so he's probably good you heard him fellas incriminate yourself. maybe we shouldn't have read that damn comment <laughs> yeah, now. i'm a little true. upset we read that comment <laughs> this is the problem that i see is selective prosecution you know mm-hmm. now i i thought hey maybe maybe i should smoke some marijuana and now it's legal i didn't really think that but i didn't really care but anyhow <laughs> like i'm not gonna do it mm-hmm. because i mean other than losing all see I, i'm afraid i might have a shotgun shell left somewhere in my house Ever since that boating accident, mm, I think there's sure. still a shotgun shell somewhere in my house. Sure. So, uh, selective prosecution, I'd be a little worried about that. But no that firearms stuff. in your house, of course. No, I mean, whatever that lake was, it was a long time ago. Long Don't time remember. ago, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's talk about this, the uh, changes to gun laws. So basically, we got a story up in actionforlibre.com, um, and this was the story we wait, were wait, reading. Do you want to read Brad? Brad says, how much weed do you have to smoke to go see Barbie? <laughs> I, li- I was listening to him. Sounds See, listen, I can, I can be a reasonable guy. We did a Barbie review. They did pretty well. well. I yeah. answered... I answered Brad Ganser. Oh, you did? What'd you say? 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what is 25? 25 grams? What is yeah, that I did mean? I did the weed. I did the I weed. I injected weed. the weed. I smoked the pot. <laughs> yeah. Um, today, Minnesota gun laws go into effect. Um, some of these changes. What, what do we got for changes here today, William? You wrote the story. Yeah. So... Uh, Basically, universal background checks are now a thing. So if you want to purchase a firearm, uh, uh, according to state law, it's a... Well, can we pull up that article? Uh, I want to... should I be back. You just have to go back one on the last one. It's the same one, yeah. I don't even remember what the stupid language was. It's semi It's military-style semi-automatic weapon, a semi-automatic assault weapon. Hmm. Something stupid like that. Weapon of war. Right, right. Or a pistol. Um so you got to so, go through an FFL, according to date, if I was to transfer my firearm, which or you don't sell have. a firearm, yeah, allegedly, right. uh, to you, William, mm-hmm. we'd have to go through an FFL, which is going to cost us something, right? And they do the background check. Or we have to keep a paper record of transfer. Do you have a hyperlink to the – so the DPS actually came out with this. Click on, the, click on that hyperlink there, Dawson. Yeah, there you go. I'm assuming that this is the route that more people are going to go, right? Well, I would certainly hope so. Now, apparently that sits with you for 10 years, at least the person that's transferring it. Mm-hmm. And then if a cop wants... So this is this is all stupid Democrat gun laws are, right? So you do this transfer to somebody, and then you hold on to it for 10 years, because in case that gun is used in a crime, they can go back and they could find that when this transfer occurred, except for one glaring issue. The freaking people committing these crimes aren't going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. They're really not. There's no incentive for them to. If they even know about, did you know about this? Did you know about this private transfer that went in effect today? I don't think a lot of people knew about this. So, in fact, I don't know why we're doing the government's job for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe just to alert people so they don't accidentally get prosecuted. I don't even know how they find out about this kind of stuff too. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Selling the firearms. Yeah, that, that's like the problem. Even if we don't know about these laws, they're still going to charge us with it because, uh, you know, uh, that uh, mo- uh, that mother who yeah. came into our Mom. studio was talking yeah. about how her son had no idea about the ghost gun laws. And so it doesn't matter if we know or not. So uh, in the end, it is better to be that's informed. That's the thing. Like the, the ATF in St. Paul should be notified about these laws, too, because he went to the ATF and asked, hey, I'm doing this. Is this OK? And he's mm-hmm. pretty detailed about it. And they said they was good to go. Yeah. That alone, I think, should be enough to acquit him. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I, I don't it all know. It comes down to the prosecutors, but comes down to the judge. Anyway, that's it. We can talk about that more another time. Brad yeah. answer has a question. He said, hey, Baby Walsh, do you still need universal background check if you have a permit to carry? Yes, right? What? Did you hear his hey, nickname what? for you? Baby Walsh. Baby Walsh. Baby Walsh. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. I like that. I am part of the sweet baby How old game. do you think Matt Walsh is? It's probably my age, right? 40s. Yeah. Uh, maybe man. late 30s, actually. Late 30s, I'd yeah. say. So yeah. the... Blonde Baby Walsh. I think that's a good nickname for you. That's kind of demeaning, though, and I don't like to demean these people on air, just off air. What do you mean, these people? <laughs> <laughs> Us blondes take offense. You know, Brad Ganser talks a big game, but he's too chicken shit to come in here and actually do one of these shows. Well, I, I tried stopping by, but I didn't tell you, so 
I knocked on the door. Well, that's why we need to get the call-in feature going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so... We didn't answer his The question, answer to the but, question oh, okay. is, you already needed, when you buy a pistol or semi-automatic rifle, to use a permit to purchase or a concealed carry. Difference there, basically, they both go through your local law enforcement, mostly sheriff's office. Permit to purchase is, like, good for a year. I'm, like, 98% certain on that one. The only reason I'm not 100% certain is because guys like me just get their concealed carry. By the way, I'm against the concealed carry. I think you have a constitutional... You have a God-given right that the Constitution says you can carry. But anyhow, I went, I'll go ahead and get that. That's five years, okay? So that expires in five years. I'm pretty sure permit to purchase is a one-year thing. So either or allow you to do it. And that basically goes to your local law enforcement officer, and you do a background check. You get a card, and that now says you're good to go. Now, here's the problem. As I go back to marijuana law, you might have that permit to purchase or that concealed carry. Then you're like, hey, we can smoke marijuana. You're at a party and everyone's like, yeah, we got some brownies, you know. And, you know, I'm not saying you didn't know, but maybe if you didn't know, it doesn't matter. And you have one of those brownies or you smoke a joint. Now it doesn't matter if you have that permit to purchase or the concealed carry. You are again, you're, um, breaking, you're committing a felony. Now, unless your name's Hunter Biden... You're probably getting prosecuted for it if they know about it. That's the problem here, right? So this goes back to that story. Hunter Biden is getting off on that, or allegedly was getting off on that. The plea deal blew up. But let me, let me just get a quick poll, and then I want to hear from you guys too. Do you guys actually think Hunter Biden's going to jail at all? Do you think so? No. Mm-mm. Right? So none of us actually believe this. too dear justice system. So plea deal broke up for that day, but here, here's the deal. It was not only that, and BLM should be more concerned about on the tax evasion stuff. Hunter Biden's tax evasion is far worse than Daryl D'Souza, right? And quite frankly, I don't give a shit about this issue because actually I'm against both of these laws. <laughs> it's your money. So there's no such thing as tax evasion. It's your money, right? The government doesn't have a right to take your money. I think the income tax is unconstitutional. And second of all, they can't stop you from owning a firearm. Shall not be infringed means something. But guess what? Hunter Biden isn't advocating for those things. And certainly his dad isn't advocating for those things. They're hardcore Democrats who actually believe in that shit. That you should go to jail if you don't pay your taxes. And you should go to jail if you don't follow gun laws. And so he is not going to jail. None of us believe he's going to jail. Do you believe he's going to jail? We don't believe he's going to jail. But a black cop got prosecuted for that exact same crime. So where's Black Lives Matter on that issue? Mm Mm-hmm. That's probably because he's a cop, right? I guess that's the reason. <laughs> Let's read some comments here. Uh, Base Minnesota asked, do you guys t- uh, keep in touch with Mortensen? Haven't seen him on the show for a while. Mortensen, uh, sh- should I say it? Yeah. Why does this matter? He's like in the Rocky Mountains right now for for a period of time. So that's why I haven't had him on the show. Yeah, we, we, shouldn't, should, we shouldn't discuss people's private vacations, but no, I know. Yeah. All I know, well, what what the heck am I telling? He's got a public Facebook page. Go look at his Facebook page. The guy's having a blast. He's got him and his buddy Don. They're out in like gorgeous area. I told him to scout some elk for me, so I know where they're at. You jealous? He didn't invite you? No, I don't. I couldn't have gone, and I got an elk hunting trip coming up. Oh, yeah. You know, I could have could have texted me at least. <laughs> when are you, <laughs> when are you going honest. elk hunting? What's that? When is elk hunting? I'm not going to say that on the air. It's in the fall, put it that way. At least so. give us your home address. What's that? At least give us your home address. What's your here? social security <laughs> number? 
My social is. <laughs> yeah, Tucker says BLM doesn't care because it's a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the weirdest That's thing. That The all cops are bad thing, I never understood it. Like, yeah, they're not speaking up, but what about the cop that, like, saves an old lady from something or what about mm. blah, 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 blah. There's... Well, he's still a racist, Dawson. I don't know what you don't grasp about well, why that. Why isn't it all they're cops all are racist? <laughs> Do they go for a Because they're all white hard? or something. They pay into the system. I don't, I don't know. It's, don't it's a ridiculous know. argument. And we still don't know the, uh, <laughs> almost the gender. The, well, we don't know the gender <laughs> either. We don't know the race of the cops who uh, shot. Wouldn't that be a twist? Oh, yeah. What? What's the twist? If, if the cops ended up being black that shot him? No, uh, so I was in a I was in a thread. We were talking about this, and they go, "Is it was it a white cop?" And I make an assumption, and that might be off on this, but I would imagine the state patrol is less diverse. Am I crazy thinking that? Because no, I would think, I think MPD is more diverse than most. Probably, right? I'd, I'd figure the same. Yeah. So, and I was like, I don't think it matters. I think it matters a little bit because it's a better narrative for them. But in the end of the day, all all but Derek Chauvin, or no. Two of the cops in the Derek Chauvin weren't white. The uh, cop that shot, uh, what was his name? Um, that one was tragic because the guy Muhammad was. Muhammad Noor. What's that? Muhammad Noor. No, 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 not that one. Oh. Um, Kim Muhammad Noor is another good ca- case in point. Um, shoot, this was like 2016. No, I was thinking Dante Wright's story. No. Who's Dante Wright? Another black Wasn't guy. That, no, that, that, was that was Kim yeah, Potter. Yeah, that was Kim Potter. The oh. one before that, it was Brook, not Brooklyn Park. Oh God, I'm having a brain fart here. He was the Asian. Philando? The cop was. Philando, someone in the comments. Philando Castillo. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so I don't know if it matters in the end, right? How much you want to bet that someone's going to move a bill in the state legislature to defund the state patrol? This next session. I don't think so. It'd be nuts. It'd be nuts if they did that. Have you seen the bills that these demo- these inner city Democrats propose? Yeah. Well, why don't they start with the uh, detachment that protects the governor? Is that state patrol's mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. There you go. When when That's William it goes anywhere. When William was right. Saying, yeah. Someone might introduce it. Yeah. When William was saying, "Wouldn't that be a big twist?" When he was referring to the cops' race, I thought that he was alluding to, "Wouldn't that be crazy if the cop was transgender?" <laughs> I thought you were going that yeah, way I mean, too. Yeah, the first first transgender cop to kill a man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? That actually would be a twist because, like, the Democrats would have to pick a side there. Yeah, and then there'd be. What do you think they would do? They'd uh, pick the tranny. Right now, it seems like they'd pick the tranny. Yeah, yeah, because then they'd complain about all the tr- anti-trans uh-huh. hate going on because of this cop. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All the protests against him and the prosecution would be because I'm a tra- transgender. Well, think about the Christian school shooter, the the tranny. Everyone was like, oh, there's so <laughs> much anti-trans hate right now. Yeah, you know, speaking of which, that manifesto. It's not what's happening. the status on that manifesto? I guess it's not happening. Not happening. That is insane that Still we never get to see that. that. Yeah, right? Has anything come out so about dumb. the um, body cam footage yet? We've seen the... Oh, for today? No, we saw that right away. We we actually played in the show. No, yeah, no, no, keep, t- keep an eye on this thing. Today's, yeah. Let's go to... Now, so not all cops are bad, obviously, right? Uh, some good cops down in Winona and good cops in Fillmore County. Putting in a lot of hours, lots of work in April, May, and June. Trying to find Maddie Kingsbury, get to the bottom of that story. We got a story now, um, and we just put, put this on Extra for Liberty. 
Top thing, three things we learned from Adam Fravel's unsealed documents. So Fravel is in the discovery period. He's awaiting trial for murder two, at least murder two right now. Maybe it gets up to murder one. I still wonder how it's not murder one because it seems like this was premeditated. At least I would imagine the evidence is going to lead him that way. But they unsealed um, the search warrants or the warrants, a couple documents. And we learned some things. So the top three things that we learned from this, number one, Maddie feared for her life. Um, and this was given to a friend. She was chatting with a friend. Let me pull this up on my screen. Wow. Um, her friend, Lauren Dubois, who was hospitalized in Rochester, and that's where Maddie was working. So she visited her, and she said everything was bad with Adam at the house. So, by the way, if you don't know the story, um, Maddie Kingsbury went missing on March 31st. She was living with the baby daddy, an on and off again boyfriend named Adam Fravel. The search uh, went on for 59 days. Eventually they found her remains in, uh, in southern Minnesota. Was that four to eight miles north of the Fravel family property? And then Fravel was arrested that week and charged with second degree murder. Um, pretty much the, everyone assumed his guilt, but we didn't have a lot of the evidence. In fact, we learned a lot from this story, and there's more to come, by the way. Um, so the only reason we're doing the story is because we had Maddie's aunt and uncle on the show, good friends of the show, and uh, you know, I think I gotta admit, like not knowing Maddie Kingsbury, boy, she kind of touched my heart. Like, holy crap, what a good-looking young woman! Seemed like a great mother, great friendship, great bonds. Know some of her family, great people, and uh, great singing voice. Like, in my opinion, a catch. What a catch! So it's so tragic. Not only that, she leaves her children, but she has this promising future. In this guy, she's got this off and on again relationship with. It seems like he's going nowhere in his life. Basically, had no income. Was relying on her totally for financial support, and then allegedly murdered her. So she says to her friend, everything was bad with Adam at the house and that he was, quote, beating the hell out of her for years. And another reason I want to talk about the story is the signs, right? Like, it sucks to read the story and know the fate of Maddie when all these signs existed. And so if this, if you ever come across this stuff in your life, make sure you talk to authorities. You know, I'm a coach in football. Um, well, I coach a lot of different sports my my uh, oldest son third grader and for our football league we have to take this thing called trusted coaches it's like a platform where you learn what to do for concussions what you do for other injuries and what you do if there's the signs of abuse child abuse mm. it's a really interesting thing i'm glad i'm actually glad we had to go through that training because you know we're supposed to then report that within 24 hours because can you imagine anything worse than a child being abused. And then, of course, as we talked about with The Sound of Freedom, a child being abducted. Odd ones is I don't understand women who stay with guys like that. I just want to say it's like I don't think Maddie or anybody that is in that situation is choosing to stay with him. I think they're threatened probably multiple times. Like it's not as easy just to get out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you probably think. Or maybe they remain hopeful or something. Right? Yeah, but I think there's a lot of situations where it's not just this easy peasy, I'm going to get out of this relationship. Mm -hmm. Clearly not, right? You know, like. Well, and she was even in the process of moving. There's going to be a lot of consequences. They're threatening yeah. with her kids. I'm sure was was the case multiple times. It's like she wanted her kids safe. On top of all that, girls are different than guys. Guys are problem solvers. Girls, <laughs> yeah, try to, try to be nice usually. 
So oh, I, I'm glad Bridget agreed with that because I was waiting for Dawson just to get thrown under the bus. No, the I think it's true. <laughs> Usually girls are like, wanna, well, they try to solve it by just being nice to everybody. I, I <laughs> know women, really Jake. I, I've got, I know. I yeah, know. but Dawson, what is a woman? I'll have to think on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, no, there's no difference in genders, by the way. Gender is just a social construct. So, so I know what you guys are talking so about. So true. Many such cases. Um, so the body cam footage is being released at 2.30. 2.30. You think we can fill time for our live audience? What do you guys stick think? Around? Live audience, do you want to stay on air? We'll watch it together. Let's do that. Let's stay on air. Because then we can also bring on the Dean Phillips story, too. That'll kill some time. Can we get food? Do you need some food? I'm sorry. I haven't eaten either. Well, you ordering food, or what are you saying? Do you have food here? I have a, <laughs> I I have a raw chicken breast in the, in the fridge. You look so concerned. <laughs> Will you go grab him some chips or something? <laughs> Do you want chips? Let me get to the bottom of the story here because this is actually great. What, what kind do you All right, have? hold on. We got to solve this food problem. How am I going to order online or order right now? Or mm -hmm. am I ordering online? Did you I got a laptop. Answer <laughs> you answered your I'm question. running a show here. <laughs> you I'm want me to order show. some food for you guys while we're live? Yeah. Someone who's not on here has got to do it. If you, I can do it. And what are you ordering? What are you, what are you asking the mood for? Can we get a rumble rant to pay for our food real quick? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about you guys? We, got, about we got all the these snacks. There's uh, yeah, nuts. Dawson, There's what kind of chips do you, do you want? All these snacks? Chips? What are you talking about, all these snacks? We have a lot of snacks. We got chips. We got, uh, like, what do we got? Nuts, like peanuts and almonds and stuff. Back can you can you just – I mean, like, we're going to only go another 15, 20 minutes, right? William, Whoa, will you cook what? up a chicken breast for me? God, chicken breast? Yeah, I can run run to the back and grab that real quick. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I thought it wasn't cooked yet. No, it's not. I asked him if you could cook it. Actually, I have I have cooked chicken breast. I have uh, steak, filet mignon, <laughs> got lobster, yeah, mashed potatoes. Brad says he previously donated donated twenty for chicken wings. Dig into the Tushi fund. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, he's giving us permission to use the Tushi. Can fund. I get to the bottom? I want to get back yeah, to the sure, story sorry. on Manny. My God, guys. <laughs> See, well, the only reason I'm addressing this right now is I know he gets hangry. He gets really hangry. He does and he angry. runs the dials. Yeah, he gets hangry. But then he, then I'm like kind of motivated to like cheer him on because I'm also hungry, but like quite more quietly hungry. Back I thought, to the I story. thought we were I thought we were professionals around here. Are we not professionals? It's a hang. It's a hang, Jake. <laughs> you guys want shirts that say it's a hang? Oh on? my I god! I want yeah. I want a shirt that says want, it's a hang on. I, I oh, I hate you guys. According to Boy. Maddie told her that if anything happens to me, know that Adam did it. I would never leave my kids. End of the quote. So apparently, as you guys alluded to, yes, people feel threatened. In this case, Maddie knew that that was the case with Adam Fravel. Number one thing. So basically alerted friends that, something was, that if something happens, it was Adam. Number two, Fravel was seen on a UTV with shovel that cadaver dogs later detected human rights. So you got to understand like cadaver dogs don't just detect human smells, right? That'd be like a hound dog. That's a search party. They're detecting basically a dead body. Obviously protrudes different smells. So on Easter Sunday, April 9th. So I'm just trying to put this in perspective. I was out on that Saturday, the eighth. Um, and not a lot of people are out on Easter Sunday. They kind of, so they had a big search on Friday, big search on Saturday. And then they kind of suspended it for Easter Sunday. People want to be with their families. Um, so on that day, Fravel was seen on the trail cam 
just north of the Fravel family property, driving a UTV on the property with a shovel in the bed. I think it was a Polaris Ranger that he was driving. And um, this was at like 4.50, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I think it was about four miles north of the family property. And and this is so a trail cam. Um, and apparently this was given to the police right away. So one day later, police seized that UTV and the shovel and cadaver dogs were alerted to the bed of the UTV and the spade of the shovel. So the dogs smelled something in the bed of the UTV and on that shovel. So now once again, was that proof? Boy, it's pretty, pretty damning there, right? Also makes you think he moved the body because I don't think that was the location. I think if that was the actual location they found her on, it would be an op- just a clear-cut case but i don't think it was so they alleged that maybe he moved the body hmm. and then number three fravel admits to police an infatuation with gabby petito you guys remember gabby petito mm-hmm. like a social media star she and her I, I never heard of her before we started talking about this case whoa really gotcha no. it was like all over i think well what year was that i want to say year? 2021 i want to say really it was coming out oh. of covid or during covid yeah so they kind of went tour the united states they were or doing like, like a road trip yeah interesting okay yeah, i don't remember that so maddie texted friends last december that fravel told her she would quote end up like gabby petito end quote if she didn't learn to mind when questioned about that statement by police, so they did ask Adam Fravel then, we learned, Fravel admitted to being infatuated with Petito, but told them it was a joke. Yeah, that is a funny joke, right? Yeah, what an interesting joke. No, that is very interesting story. So there you go. Three biggest things we learned now. There's going to be more information released. They're in discovery period. Uh, we'll try to update you guys on the story as we learn more. Um, I think there was some other stuff. We learned that he ripped off. So he had wire i think it was called wire is whiz cameras do you know what these are they're like a knockoff ring why they like i think wise is the name they're really cheap mm-hmm. like low quality right yeah like chinese made yeah Wyze i got a buddy a brand of those yeah Wyze i got a buddy that's cheap as shit and he bought those so um he could are, be are these like the security camera footage that supposedly picks up aliens but it's always like super grainy like those types of <laughs> security be, cameras Anyhow, these uh, devices were removed from the house that they lived in. And so now, yeah, very interesting. But uh, once again, not like damning evidence. So those are three pretty interesting stuff. Also, why you would understand they have a little bit better case against Adam Fravel. Once again, he's murdered too. So they don't have proof of premeditation at this stage. My hope is they find him guilty of murder too, because there you go. Oh, uh, before I forget, let me go back to the uh, Daryl D'Souza. I did have Dawson, when you have a chance, the uh, charging documents here. In, um, it looks like it was from Friday, March 29th, 2019. There you go. U.S. District Judge Catherine Blake sentenced former Baltimore Police Commissioner Daryl D'Souza, age 54, of Baltimore, Maryland, today to 10 months in federal prison, followed by one year of supervised release for three counts of failing to file individual federal tax returns. Judge Blake also ordered DeSouza to perform 100 hours of community service and ordered him to pay restitution the full amount of the government's loss, which is $67,587.72. And basically, he already made payments of what looks like 7000 some, so he owed uh, 60000 less. If you jump to the bottom of that, 
you see United States Attorney Robert Hur commended the FBI and IRS CI for their work in the investigation. Mr. Hur thanked Assistant U.S. Attorneys Leo J. Weiss and Derek E. Hines and Sean Delaney who prosecuted the case. So there you go. There's proof right there. And this is from uh, justice.gov. So this is the DOJ's, well, I'll just go back to the top, United States Attorney's Office, District of Maryland. So if you didn't, if you thought this story was too good to be true, there you go. Right there, same criminal code. Biden plead down the same two prosecutors, Weiss, and what was this guy's name? Weiss and uh, Hines. And somehow the black cop, the black guy, goes to prison for 10 months. Hunter Biden gets a sweet-ass plea deal. I would think BLM would be interested in that story. <laughs> and who also might be interested in that story? Someone running for president. Who's who's? Who in Minnesota would even think of such a task? Yeah, it's Actually, crazy. Actually, we have quite a few people right now. Do we really? <laughs> well, Amy Klobuchar, Tim Walls, Dean Phillips. Mm-hmm. Do you think Tim Walls is actually going to do it? Why else is he speaking in Iowa? Like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, there are all these puff pieces about him, how he's the anti-DeSantis, you know? Mm-hmm. If Joe Biden, had, like, poofs out of thin air, I- I'm mixing my metaphors here, but... Uh, you better believe that Tim Walls would probably make a run for it. By the way, speaking of uh, Joe Biden, I'm not going to show people on the show. I'll show you later. Uh, <laughs> our state fair sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mighty, mighty good. Oh, you yeah, finally you got seen it? it yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty darn good. You guys yeah. will have to make sure you're uh, subscribed to our email list. That's if right. If you want to see it. I mm-hmm. probably will put that out tomorrow. You'll, Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 mighty good. There may or may not be shirts for sale with that same <laughs> sign on it, which I know you guys will love. Brad mm-hmm. says I have wise cameras. Of course he does. Yeah, We're cheapo. Mm-hmm. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's really crazy about what Dean Phillips is saying that he wants to run for president because you no, know, well, well, Dean pump Phillips the said, pump the brakes. Say what? He doesn't necessarily want to run for president. He's being right. Urged. He's, me- he's meeting. He's, like, he's meeting with must, donors. If I must run for president, right? I he's will. meeting how, with donors. So how politicians do. Uh, you know, we had seen the stories from months and months back that Dean Phillips was unwilling to endorse uh, Joe Biden. That he was. Uh, he said Joe Biden was too old. He didn't think Joe Biden should run again. That's where most people thought this thing would end. Most people thought, okay, he's just kind of you know voicing his concerns, which usually we don't even get Democrats to do that, but. Uh, that that was my interpretation too. I thought he's just voicing his concerns, but he's going to fall in line just like the rest of them. Well, now all of a sudden it's looking like Dean Phillips is considering a serious run for president. And uh, I have a video that I have over with you, Dawson. Uh, that what you're going to see is Dean Phillips apologizing for being white and apologizing by saying that uh, he's very sorry because he could have been confused with people on January sixth. So, uh, th- and of course he's wearing a mask. Uh, that's the kind of guy this is. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting video. We should check it out. All right, hold we on. have a quick, my... before your video, a $10 rumble rant from Brad Ganser says, make sure to make two state fair signs. Nice. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Brad, and I appreciate the rumble rant for all the harassment I give Mike. I'm shocked he even did that, but that was very nice. Maybe, uh, he only gave us $10 cause he's going to spend the rest on, a nicer camera than the wise cameras. Boo-doo. Apparently, they do very well for their price, but they're really cheap. I've never actually heard of these wise cameras before we were talking about them the other day. Yeah. All right. Let's. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we're going to make two. We always do a front and back, but 
You have to have an insurance policy unless the fair steals them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you guys this story. So the state fair comes to me and they go, uh, you can't be in the spot that you were in the last couple of years. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Shenanigans. And I go, why can't we have that spot? You know what they say? Because the lines were too big. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell us, we're we're basically too popular and the trolley couldn't get through which a lot of us know because like that trolley person who was like a democrat was like trying to run over people so you could if you went and saw the state fair or just get on your email list you'll get the uh we'll show you the crowds from last year yeah we got moved and we got moved to a better spot we're just down the road from tim walls it's hilarious mm-hmm. we're actually in between tim walls and the republican party so not not politically we're not between those two because the Republican Party is closer to Tim Walls than us. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome spot. All right, let's play this video. Dean Phillips on the House floor speaking one of those useless masks. Send loved ones again. We won't forget. We won't forget. But I'm not here this evening to seek sympathy or just to tell my story. Rather, to make a public apology for recognizing that we were sitting ducks in this room as the chamber was about to be breached, I screamed to my colleagues to follow me, to follow me across the aisle to the Republican side of the chamber so that we could blend in, so that we could blend in. For I felt that the insurrectionists who were trying to break down the doors right here would spare us if they simply mistook us for Republicans. What? Hmm. I haven't heard this. But within moments, I recognized that blending in was not an option available to my colleagues of color. So I'm here tonight to say to my brothers and sisters in Congress and all around our country, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) For I had never understood, really understood, what privilege really means. It took a violent mob of insurrectionists and a lightning bolt moment in this very room. But now I know, believe me, I really know. But I want to close with an invitation, a hopeful invitation at that, to everybody watching or listening whether you experienced January 6th right here in this room, whether you were barricaded in an office across the street, or whether, like most Americans, you experienced it through a television screen. Please do not allow that day to change you for the worse. Rather, oh, I won't. please find something in it to improve yourself, to improve our country, and to improve our world. I surely did, and I hope you'll join me. <laughs> With that, I yield back. Wow. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah, oh, no, he, he apologizes for being white. You know, I mean, you know, he, he says, you know, oh, I'm so sorry to my other colleagues because they couldn't blend in like me. You know, it just goes to show this guy, this guy is. Uh, so he's apologizing that there aren't more black Republicans. Basically. <laughs> well, but what about the black Republicans? Does he not believe that's a thing? I mean, it clearly yeah, is a thing. Right. What about Tim Scott in the Senate chambers? Right. But, you know, this is the kind of race-baiting stuff that I was talking about where the politicians just want to divide us. And, uh, you know, for him to make that kind of apology just shows how woke he is, how uh, he's willing to say and do anything that he thinks no, will get him ahead. But he's really not, Jesse, in the, yeah. in, the mo- the heat of the moment. 
Mm-hmm. He just goes right back to his racist ways, doesn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. He said, oh, I'm going <laughs> to go. Those are his the... instincts. <laughs> yeah, he his said, instincts I... <laughs> are to blend in, right? Uh-huh. Right. Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with the white people. I'm good. Don't don't come at me. <laughs> that's Dean Phillips. Yeah, you know, so that means that in, in a time of duty, you know, just like DeSantis, when when, when the moment is happening, <laughs> he, 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 totally, he totally crumbles, totally falls, and uh, that's not exactly what a leader is. But what I, I just find, you know, this president – potential presidential run to be really interesting because i question is the run legitimate does dean phillips plan on attacking biden is this an insurance plan in case biden you know all of a sudden slips and falls or is he actually going to be running against joe biden no because once again all this is stupid right let's let's cut through the bullshit here this is whatever (laughs) i don't really know what's behind this thing maybe it's to build his profile he's clearly with the establishment because you remember when, uh, what's his nuts, uh, Jeffries was running for speaker. Obviously, the Democrats were never going to get yep. the vote, but they had Jeffries up on the Democrats for United. Remember, Dean was one of the close allies mm-hmm. speaking on behalf. So it's just like the Democrats in Minnesota. You know the young ones that they are trying to groom. They try to groom Dan Wogelman. That's why he's the um, uh, speaker pro temp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also likes to drink liquor in uh, liquor store parking lots. Mm-hmm chug a bottle of vodka, get behind a car, and then get named police officer of the year. Or police <laughs> officer of the year. <laughs> uh, uh, Minnesota Police and Peace Officer Association's legislator of the year. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, uh, what they're clear. So the Democrats, I could see if there's any way possible that they think Biden could win again, they're going to just stick with Biden because they got everything they want. They got some dead man walking who's just going to do exactly as he's told. That's what he's doing. Even the freaking Easter Bunny can direct this guy. It's so funny watching Biden these days. He literally is always asking, oh, they want me to go there, right? He says this. He's like, oh, they want me to go over there. It's like, that's all they do, right? So, and, the, and literally, uh, if you haven't seen the footage, you just got to look up Easter Bunny Joe Biden. It's the craziest thing ever. But the Easter Bunny can even direct him. So why would you get rid of that? The only reason they get rid of it is because he can't win. And there's a national poll mm-hmm. that was out yesterday, I believe. By the way, national poll, anytime you hear someone say national poll in politics, run, because that's not how we elect presidents. But it is somewhat true that even in the states that are going to matter, Biden is not looking as good against Trump. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to lose, and that's the calculation Democrats are going to make, there's no way they're allowing Dean Phillips, RFK, any of these other guys to get traction. They're going to sort this stuff all out in their convention. Mm-hmm. And the reason Phillips can't be that guy is no one knows who the hell Dean Phillips is, right. you know, except for Dan Wolgamott when he chugs the Phillips uh, vodka. So you, you think this that's is Dean just Phillips for attention? Money. That's you Dean Phillips' money. You know, he has a vodka company, right? Or yeah. a liquor yep. company. Right. Yep. Isn't that really crappy vodka? Yeah, but that's yes. what Dan Wolgamott, I mean, that's what so I would I mean, call a uh, parking lot <laughs> vodka. Yeah. Right? It's not like, a, not like a party <laughs> vodka. It's more of a parking lot vodka. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing about Dean Phillips is that he's not a real alternative to Biden. Like everyone's saying, oh, he's this unifier. He's this moderate. But as you'll mm-hmm. see from the Action for Liberty story that I published two days ago now, mm-hmm. um, he votes with his party like 97% of the time. Yeah. Like he's a stooge for Joe Biden. He'll be the same thing. I don't know why people like this guy. But right. it's just clearly not going to happen because no one right. knows who the hell he is. Right. But, you know, if he got in. He, he would start to pick up a little bit of traction, you know, especially because of the fact that we're uh, thinking that Joe Biden will not even be on the ballot in New Hampshire. You know, if Joe Biden is not going to be on the ballot in New Hampshire, if Joe Biden is not going to be on the ballot in Iowa, like is what's planned right now, 
uh, that means that someone else is probably going to win. It could be RFK. It could be uh, Dean Phillips. It could be Marianne Williamson. But once again, Joe the Exotic. Democrats have sh- yeah, right. <laughs> Democrats have shown they they they're not going to allow anyone. Right? Like, look at Bernie. We're going to stop that. They will stop it. They have the ability to stop it, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. I was thinking about that this morning on my drive-in. Bill Clinton was probably the last legit grassroots guy, unless you think Obama somehow pulled off a um, a defeat of Hillary because obviously they wanted to crown her in 2008. But maybe the establishment was pretty pretty divided on it because Obama seemed very promising to him. But Clinton was probably the last time they really had a grassroots campaign. Clinton was an establishment when he ran in 92. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think – I think ever since then, I mean, look, they got rid of Bernie Sanders when he ran against Hillary in 20, 2016. They got rid of the whole field. That was impressive. And then basically Bernie Sanders to get Biden in. Mm-hmm. There's no illusion that they're going to allow uh, unpicked, unblessed person win that DNC convention. But, but that's the thing. Dean Phillips, he, like you're saying, he's a part of the establishment. That's what adds another layer to this thing it, because it, it makes him more confusing because we would think that the establishment is all lining up behind Joe Biden, you know, because he's a part of the Problem Solvers Caucus. And that's just a, you know, establishment, corporate, corrupt caucus of rhinos and uh, well, corrupt Democrats. Now, when you say establishment, and we, and I'm just as guilty as you in this one, right? Establishment doesn't mean really one body here. Right. right. Like you could look at the Republican establishment in Minnesota, and that's referring to a lot of different little centers of influence, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, Immer has a circle of influence. It's not the same circle of influence necessarily as, like, for instance, uh, maybe Norm Coleman's center or the. Um, well, okay. I don't want to get into the weeds that. When we have our membership section, we'll get in the weeds of the stuff and give people <laughs> more intel than they would ever hear anywhere else. But they're not always the same people. So, as far as we know, Dean's establishment is with Hakeem Jeffries. Well, I, I would say with that. Hakeem, I would also say with Josh Gottheimer. Josh Gottheimer is, uh, you know, considered to be a, a corporate moderate. You know, he he's basically uh, the worst of the Democrat Party and the worst of the Republican Party put into one. And uh, Dean Phillips really gets along with that guy. Uh, Josh Gottheimer, I've seen lots of videos going after him. He's one of those unknown members of Congress that's really kind of pulling strings behind the scenes. And, uh, for example, the uh, banning of stock trading of Congress members and senators. Uh, You know, Josh Gottheimer and I imagine Dean Phillips is on the same page. I'd have to look. But uh, that crew of people were leading the fight against it. Uh, And, you know, when we're talking Dean Phillips, you know, he's a slick guy. He's Jewish. He loves Israel. He loves the Ukraine war, vaccine, mask mandates. He was all for it. Uh, There's a lot of things where he just fell in line. And that's what makes his run very interesting to me, because if he's fallen in line with the Democrats on all these things while claiming to be a moderate, he must have some reason to be thinking he can challenge Biden. I think he'd get a little bit of media attention. And also the Democrats, you're right, the politicians want Biden, but I don't think the people do at all. I think maybe only 30 percent of Democrats actually want joe biden to run again the rest of them are looking for somebody else they'd vote for anybody that's part of the reason rfk jr is doing so well is just because they see the kennedy name they don't want it to be biden so dean phillips has an opportunity in these first couple of states iowa and new hampshire if he can get some sort of traction we could we could see a fight on our hands so here's my theory hold on are you cooking chicken on the hot plate in there is that what i'm hearing yep all right you need to have the light more on on jeez on more often because well, we, we can actually see you. Okay, hold on. We got to get to this press conference here. So, do you have video? I am. 
I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I, I, well, Care, Try Care I, 11, yeah. Care 11 said they're going to be streaming it. They had to stream up earlier, so they might be having one on YouTube. Yeah, unfortunately, we've got to go to corporate media here. We always dog on these people, but they at least... Uh, yeah, Care 11 does have a... On their YouTube. Just go to their YouTube. I'm assuming we're going to see this footage for the first time in a press conference. Well, regardless, we still want to... that. I want to know what that you are pervy video was on your home screen. No, who cares? <laughs> uh, live. That's upcoming. Okay. okay. We'll just keep it there. That's a scene from three squad cars next to this Ford. Well, it does have taillights. So it looks like they just weren't operational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad says they know Biden will not be the nominee and are preparing accordingly. Well, yeah, if they know Biden's not going to be the nominee, which I'm not convinced of at this point, but I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's the talk, then they're just going to go to the convention and name the successor. Because that's, that's really how it's done. It's delegates, select mm-hmm. delegates. And they got a super delegate thing, too, which is really funny on the Democrat side. So anti-grassroots. Mm-hmm. But they're going to select someone out of the convention. And that's why Phillips can't be the guy. Because they're not going to go forward with Dean, Phillip, Dean Phillips. I almost didn't sound right when I said that. Dean Phillips, because mm-hmm. no one knows who the hell he is. So you're well, not going to so nominate someone that nobody this. knows. I have a theory about this. Cool. If they do replace Biden, they're probably re- replacing Harris, too. And oh, they want to get Klo- rid of her for sure. Yeah, and Amy no Klobuchar would be a great option for vice president, oh, which means Dean Phillips would be in a great position to run for her seat in the well, Senate. Here's the thing. How much does Minnesota dynamics matter to the DNC? It could matter a lot. Hence why Walls is touring in Florida and Iowa and stuff like that. So it could be. But mm-hmm. I just think, like, we look at this from the Minnesota lens. We're like, oh, look at this strategic value. It's like, do they really see it that way out there? Maybe not. They probably well, are like, I think it could we need do. to get Gavin Newsom in the White House right now. we got to groom this guy. It, it could be a thing where Amy's, like, covertly planning to retire. Mm-hmm. And Dean Phillips is looking to fundraise. Right. Yeah. And, and so I think far, I, I don't think Amy Klobuchar has put out a statement endorsing Joe Biden. And uh, surprisingly, uh, Michelle Obama, Big Mike, hasn't endorsed Joe either. Uh, so that that leaves some is people this, like uh, me video to be going live suspicious. Right now? Is this just the ad? That's an ad. Pre-roll, but is it going live? Oh, okay. okay so w- we'll uh, make that big screen once it goes live here. That chicken smells so good, Dawson. I could smell it from here. <laughs> what did you put on your chicken? Um, it is just some garlic salt. That's it. Do you like think chicken. this is gonna be some bullshit where they like go on for twenty minutes of talking? You that's know? that's why I'm preparing Isn't that what with we my do? chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a hang. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we'll be broadcasting live from the state fair. Yes. allegedly. Uh, from the state fair, from or the, at state the state fair, fair something like here. that. I don't know. We're okay. gonna do something. We're gonna Skimma have a lot of fun. The legend that one on YouTube says they're they're gonna put walls in your old spot, seeing as no one visits his. The mm. state fair. Oh yeah. Well. I'm hoping they, um, I'm hoping they keep the spot. So we're right I don't next know to that. That's, that spot. I like our old spot because that spot. I feel this like it's people spot. just trying to get through. This is a better I, spot, Bridget. You think you so? Yeah, trust me on this one. The Scott Jensen booth won't be like down the block anymore, so like, yeah. people won't be. I'm not saying our old anyway. spot was bad. By the way, if you guys are wondering, we're right by the Ballpark Cafe. I think we're actually Ryan Wilson spot last year. Yeah. 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 But that's like more of the heart of the state. I fair. know, but I feel like it's so packed in that little spot that people are just trying to like get through. Well, that's I'm fair, like, but they're going in and out of the ballpark cafe building or the building behind it because it's where the best cheese curds are. 
Um, they're going to go in, they're going to get their food, and they're going to eat, and then they're going to be like, all right, let's go see Well, a first of all, we're a destination Maybe. booth, damn it. <laughs> People come to see us. That does happen. Haters and supporters alike. We'll take them both, mm-hmm. right? It's true. Someone threw papers at my face last year. A hater. Remember that? Some guy like came by. I was just so ticked. You got assaulted uh, last year? Yeah, I semi. Didn't know you got assaulted. Cool. I don't remember that. But yeah, I remember telling you that, and you're like, and I was like, it's not a big deal. I didn't nothing. Oh, that's probably why, because he says not a big deal. So then I like. Like he just threw papers, and I was like, ooh, you're tough. <laughs> what is then, going on in the comments <laughs> right now? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just seeing a lot of interesting words. Wait, I like titties. Are you saying titties are bad? Oh, over here. Yeah, what's going on? Like it. Elijah Fire. A lot of caps comments. I think you think it's like Elijah who used to work at a state fair. I don't yeah, know that's what. I thought of that too when I first yeah. saw it. Um. All right, it's two thirty-two. Damn it! Come on. Do you know if the the video is going? We're currently live with them and us also. Will the wheel? Tucker's tear got a back. CBS. Is CBS actually live right now? I assume Care's not going to screw this up, but who knows? You want to check that CBS feed just to see? <laughs> Excuse Bless me. you. Oh, that's so rude. I wouldn't have got rid of that. I wouldn't have got rid of that feed, but okay. I didn't. Whoa. I don't care about that. Tucker says nobody's at the podium right now. Oh, oh at so Caroline's probably him. good, yeah. Michael Obama and Newsom is my predicted bet. Oh, like Newsom is VP? I haven't heard that one. I would assume it'd be the other way around, like Newsom. No, you gotta remember Obama's Obama's a big name. Right, but Newsom brings the experience and Obama brings the name. What do you mean the experience? Michelle Obama was in the White House before. Doing what? Decorating? (laughs) Making school lunches? He said it, not me. (laughs) Literally, that's what the the first lady does. Just decorate and make lives miserable for school children. Oh, geez. That's true. Not not the leftist first ladies. They they do so much more these days. Michelle Obama forced us to eat chili. What was the Doritos flavor? The reduced fat chili spice Doritos or hey, whatever. But at least Amy Klobuchar class legally classified a tomato as a vegetable, so pizza would still be available in school lunches. What? Mm-hmm. Even though tomatoes are a fruit, but legally it's a vegetable. Tomatoes I don't think you can even wow. classify cafeteria pizza as pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Oh, my God. Can we get to this video? What is with timelines today with everybody? Yeah. I skipped out on lunch today so I could be back here sooner, just so you know. And I'm supposed to feel bad for that because no i'm just saying you're you're lagging on me for time 45 minutes after you told me you're going to be here i was here half an hour after it's 11 45 wasn't it it was 11 30 it's 11 45 i don't think so i I agree to disagree 11 37 and a half i could show you (laughs) i could show you a timestamp. what timestamp could you show me the the camera oh okay coming in there you go we could look why why are you sweating all of a sudden now you're sweating (laughs) Elijah Fire's eating a fat burger right now. Oh, the z- what was with the Zoom? Hmm. You were sweating. Oh. I'm, I'm all set. I got my chicken. It's almost done. Badass. Will the Wheel of Tyranny be back? Uh, we are doing um, a, a lot of cool things. things. We're signing up election judges, both Minnesota and Wisconsin, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, because we get a lot of people that. So, last year, a lot of people were like, yeah, we agree with you, but we're from Wisconsin, so we can't vote in your governor race. 
And so we're like, well, there's a lot of Wisconsin people coming up, so we'll register these people for election judge positions or get well, them t- set up. Tell them the overall theme of the booth, though. A dump Biden. Yep. Of course, dump Biden. Yep. It's a bigger message. I can't wait till they see the image. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's see here. Um, we're doing basically, sign people up to impeach Joe Biden, which mm-hmm. the war drums are starting, right? We really agree with this. Of course, they're so not they're even, live talking now, Tucker just said. They're live? Yeah, but Carrie Levin's not showing that. Uh, where are they streaming? Who's streaming, Tucker? Was it CBS? Well, he was on CBS. CBS. Yeah. Oh, well. See if you open yeah, maybe, up a maybe check that. YouTube on CBS. Make sure it's CBS Minnesota, not just CBS. Yeah. Or WCCO. Yeah. Now we know not to go with uh, Care 11 next time, I guess. Better put these on. Oh, here we go. All right, and let's we'll go to there it. there now. Thank you, everyone. Are, are, are we ready? I know some folks, we had some latecomers here. Thank you very much. I'm Howie Padilla. I'm the Director of Communications for the Department of Public Safety. I uh, appreciate you all being here today. I know there's a lot of questions, and, and we have some, we have a lot, too. You, today you'll hear from, you, today you'll hear from the Department of Public Safety Commissioner Bob Jacobson. Again, the spelling of that last name is... Sorry. Here, 11 started. Boy, as oh. much as people think I like hearing my own voice, that was not great. <laughs> what do you think that was all about? Was they a monitor the room? They are having some issues. O-B-S-O-N. Following Commissioner Jacobson, you'll hear from Colonel Matt Langer, two T's, L-A-N-G. That's the guy who stayed, that's the leader of State Patrol. As a couple of reminders, please, as you introduce, now that you've met them and you know them, as you introduce your first question, please remember to state your name and your news agency doesn't have to be if you have more than one question after that secondly as a reminder i'll just tell you that uh, as you know and as has been um, repeated often there's still an ongoing investigation here Um, as the questions afterwards um, if they get to be too specific too many times on that we'll go ahead and and, uh, why can't i hear you through the headphones Um, (laughs) following colonel langer See um, the video. Those connection issues are on their There's side. Many requests. Yeah. And with that, Commissioner, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, thank you, Howie. Uh, hello, thank you for joining us today. I'm Bob Jacobson, and I serve as the Commissioner of the State's Department of Public First, let me offer my sincerest condolences to the family. Mr. Cobb. The Cobb family has experienced an immense tragedy. Anytime a loved one is no longer with us, it's. You want to check another feed there, Dawson, see if uh, someone else got a better one? CBS fumbling. As you can see there, we're having a a little bit of technical difficulties there. Um, We're at the news conference with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, uh, which underneath it is. Mr. Cobb. Cobb family has experienced an immense, an immense loss and tragedy. Anytime a loved one is no longer with us, it's incredibly difficult and shocking. But today I'm here with Colonel Langer to share the video of this incident. I will also reiterate that the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension 
Force Investigations Unit is working to gather the facts of this incident and it is a top priority, but it will take time. As is their usual process, once they complete their initial investigation, they will release additional details about this incident, including the names of the people involved, more detailed description of the incident and how it unfolded, and any evidence recovered at the scene. So more information will be released by the end of the week by the BCA. But today, we will share video with the public. And I'll turn to Colonel Matt Langer, the chief of the state patrol. Well, I just want to see the video, you know, yeah. unless they're explaining. Right. I wonder why they zoomed Thanks, in on his face so uh, much. My name is Matt Langer. I have the honor and privilege of serving as chief colonel of the Minnesota State Patrol. Um, a lot has transpired in the past couple of days. And uh, one of my opening remarks to echo the sentiment from the commissioner is uh, when I think about everything that I've seen and been through in the past couple of days, in my job, um, the one way that I would classify it is this is just a, a tremendously sad situation. It's sad from every perspective and for everyone involved. The State Patrol is committed to doing our very best to be responsive and transparent while also honoring the investigative process. Uh, as you probably noticed yesterday, we committed to releasing the body-worn camera video as rapidly as we could, but only after the family was allowed an opportunity to view it first, which is exactly what the commissioner and I spent this afternoon doing. We'll be showing you a video of the incident, squad and body-worn camera, along with one still photo, and I'll offer a few facts of the case that we can release today. Please remember this is still an open and active investigation and many of the answers we simply don't have yet. And the Minnesota State Patrol is not the investigating agency, so questions about the investigation are not things that I'm aware of. I'll do my best to answer questions, and it's my spirit generally in a news conference to be very helpful. And I'm um, predicting today there will be an awful lot of I can't talk about that. I don't know. It's part of the investigation. I don't have the answer. Here's what I can tell you about the incident. Just before 1.50 a.m. early Monday morning, a state patrol trooper was monitoring traffic coming out of downtown on Interstate 94. That would be a normal practice for our troopers who work overnight hours in their search for impaired drivers and, and uh, watching for traffic violations. While observing traffic, the trooper saw Ford Fusion without any taillights on, traveling northbound on Interstate 94 near Lowry Avenue in Minneapolis. The trooper pulled this vehicle over, and during the course of that investigation, that traffic stop, troopers learned that the driver was actually wanted by law enforcement in Ramsey County in connection with a felony order for protection violation. That certainly prolonged the interaction roadside as the troopers worked to validate and confirm that that want on this individual was still in effect and that they had the right person. As they worked to detain the driver to get him out of the vehicle, the driver refused to exit. Troopers were attempting to remove the driver from the vehicle verbally and then moved in as he drove away. A state patrol trooper discharged their firearm during the course of this incident. Mm -hmm. Life-saving measures were immediately provided by the troopers until emergency services arrived. Three state patrol troopers were placed on administrative leave, which is normal and part of state patrol policy. We're going to start uh, by showing a still image of the vehicle that went by the trooper. Um, just so you can see, I think it's important to show this. Is, this was the first image, that uh, a still image from the video that, that depicts what the trooper saw as the vehicle went by. Um, 
as we move into the four videos that I'm going to show, I want to preface that to say I'm not going to talk during the videos. I'm not going to narrate. Uh, I think it's my belief that the videos should play on their own and people should develop their own thoughts about the video rather than be perceived or being trying to inject some sort of narrative over the top of the videos. So um, I'll let the videos play. The commissioner and I can stand for any questions and answer those that we can for a while here. There's three body-worn camera videos that you'll see, and then there's one squad video that we're prepared to also show today. Uh, the first video is the trooper's body-worn camera behind the driver's side of the vehicle that was pulled over. Asked if that plays. This is like 2 a.m. in the morning. FYI. Looks like his tail lights are on. Uh, they do seem to be on now. Those are his brake lights, I think. Yeah. Could be. What's that time stamp on the top? I can't see it. The light in my way. Your mic's not on there, Dustin. 2 a.m. 
I'll stop that video there. The, there are other videos will show a similar um, sequence uh, uh, in terms of timing all the way to the end, and you'll be able to see as they try to immediately pull the driver out of the vehicle and, and start to render aid. All these videos, by the way, will be uploaded and available for download um, later uh, this afternoon. The second video shows the trooper's body-worn camera on the passenger side of the vehicle. What do you think, Dustin? Dawson, I can't hear you. Turn your mic on. Just the CARE 11 guy is zooming in so much, it's yeah. ridiculous. Also, the the actual body cam footage audio is pretty quiet for us, too. His body cam fall off. Or clearly, we'll show is the trooper's body worn camera who is on the position on the driver's side of the vehicle that was pulled over. This one will have the best audio. I assume. That's why I hate that job. Imagine you're standing actually in the lane because he didn't pull over at all. Is that a lollipop in his hand?
stop that video, the sequence is the same. They pull um, the individual out and, and try life-saving efforts. Uh, am I missing the shot, guys? Yeah, that's I didn't I'm, see it either. That's what it I'm waiting for. It must have been the cop that dropped the thing, right? Yeah, my thinking is it's the guy on the passenger side. I think it's the passenger side, the guy that dropped the camera. But why don't we hear it? I don't understand that. Yeah. I was like, did I just zoom, like, blank out when that first yeah, happened? Yeah, that's what I was sitting no, here there, waiting. No, there was no gunshot. We would have heard that yeah. very clearly. Right. He drives off. But the, Then the, they get to the scene. He's dead. But the guy's like, stay with me, right? So that yeah. assumes so, he's so, shot already. Right. Yeah, fantastic. sometime in between him taking off and that pit maneuver to... Does it look like three white? Yeah, they're all white. Yeah, troopers. Yeah. And I think we, we're fine talking on this part because basically I think what we're going to learn here is how traumatic it was when he pulls out. Maybe we see a flash. That would be what we'd be looking at, the cop on the right side. Mm -hmm. We'll also hear a gunshot from this audio, although to be pretty quiet. Once again, I got a background in the military, not a background in law enforcement, certainly not highway cop. So I don't know if this is the technique because this guy's obviously not cooperative. So you open the passenger side and then the other guy gets in to try to stop this guy. Mm -hmm. That certainly heightened the situation. If it was a passenger here go, here go. cop, that's... So he reached for his gun there, the guy on the right. Uh, see, now I heard the two heard shots it. right there. It sounded like. But there are three, supposedly, right? At least heard two. Mm. At least that's what I think I heard. Wait, do you think you heard them just then? Yeah. Yeah. Were there flashes at all? Well, it was probably disguised by a um, seat there. Yeah, because they they ran at him for a little while. It had to have happened during that time. This is This is actually, you know, if I could just way in right off the bat this is almost exactly what i was fearful of it's not clear cut right not at all mm -hmm. but it's you know the he caused bodily harm by driving away with that cop in him right you know both in the, cops in the car yeah both that's right and so you would assume that's gonna be enough to not charge the cop and that's yeah and that's but what i'm concerned about be right upset about it you know, you almost hope that it's clear cut this guy was in the wrong or that the cop literally committed murder. I guess that maybe is bad, too, but at least then the prosecution's real easy. So, okay, so he was definitely shot before. Yeah, yeah. clearly, and that's why now that. Mm hmm. How in the world do we not hear it in the getting pulled? I, over? I don't know if it suppresses the sound because it's so loud, right? Could be I can see that happening. Blows the mic. They make um, ear protection for shooting, actually mostly hunting, that you can hear like sounds of like squirrels on the ground, but once it's a loud sound, then it mutes that. So then the question is, is it proper to shoot the guy as he's starting to drive Well, away? maybe he didn't mean to do it, but when the vehicle comes here and a cop's probably taught to keep the finger on the trigger, right? it, it might have been accidental. It might not have been because it was aggressive and saying, but you know, for really difficult videos to watch. I've seen them a number of times. It doesn't get any easier at all. 
Don't zoom in. Oh, as why? someone who cares about other human beings and has the job that I do, it's uh, not easy. Difficult is an understatement. That said, I, I mentioned I won't be able to answer a ton of questions, particularly those about the investigation, but both the commissioner and I are, are willing to do what we can for a while here to help answer questions you have uh, in the immediate aftermath of viewing the video. Fair question. Different ways to look at that issue, but um, when I witness or observe the conduct of the troopers and the conversation they're having, I wouldn't say it's out of the or ordinary for their interactions with people. They simply asked him to get out of the car, and they had lawful reason to do so. Why couldn't your troopers just to tell him what the reason was for, um, like, and allow him to remain in the vehicle? Yeah, no, it's, it's a question that certainly will come out as part of the investigation. I haven't visited with the troopers about what they were In hindsight, probably the cops kicking himself for not doing that, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. WCCO, um, it was hard to tell where the shot came from. Can you tell us which camera or which trooper fired the shot? Yeah, I want to be careful not to get into the investigative side, but the video of the trooper who fired rounds is the one who was at the passenger side. Yeah, that's what we thought. How many times was he shot? I don't have that confirmed, sorry. Oh, so it might not be three. Another question for the BCA as part of their We apparently have it's we've been reminder as we as I've mentioned a couple of different times, there's an independent investigation going on. Um, a lot of the questions that you guys have. Of course, I always say this stuff. If we continue to get into we, We've heard he's been hit multiple uh, times. That's what we heard, right? Or anything. I used to be a reporter. Where, where was that confirmed? What? That he was hit multiple times. Well, multiple thought, gunshot wounds, I right? I thought there were three in the abdomen. That's what I read. Okay. But that could be not true, and so maybe it's good that they don't answer that question. The reason Yeah, so, and I should have repeated the question for those that are online, I'm sorry. So the question is about was this a warrant or not? It was not a warrant. It was a pickup and hold for a felony order for protection violation that originated from the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office. And so just a, a follow up on that, is that something that would appear like on the computers or can tell us that from the trooper's point of view? The question relates to how does the trooper become aware of that information? Uh, it, it absolutely does come back. So in the event that a driver who's the registered owner has that pickup and hold when the trooper runs their license plate, part of the information that comes back would include that information. Um, similar to a warrant, but unique because it's uh, different than a warrant is the need to confirm that pickup and hold with the originating agency. And so that was part of what the troopers were doing that took some time with the traffic stop before we showed the deadly force encounter here. Uh, but that's exactly what they did is confirm that this is still an active pickup and hold, that the agency who desires this individual to be brought into custody still believes they have probable cause uh, and that it is the correct person. That's the reference to Ramsey County that they made? Exa the, the question is, is that the reference to Ramsey County? Yes, that's where this pickup and hold originated from was the Rams County Sheriff's Office. So their confirmation would go back to that originating agency. Matt Sepik again with NPR News. Sorry, I didn't identify myself before. Um, why don't we hear the gunshots on the body camera, but we do hear them on the squad camera? 
The question is uh, a very good one. Why don't we hear the gunshots on the body-worn camera? Uh, I don't have an answer for you on that. We are equally perplexed. Um, I suspect, and I'm speculating, that technicians or the technical engineers at Axon would be better to answer that question. Um, we live in a world where we watch a video and we see it and we hear it and then we think, yep, that's what happened. And for me in this case, it just gives me pause to say, why don't we hear the gunshots on the body-worn camera, but yet we hear them very clearly on the squad video. So part of the BCA's investigation clearly, will surely, based on evidence and all the work that they do, try to line up everything down to a fraction of a second. But um, one of the body-worn cameras in particular, oddly, it doesn't record the gunshots, even though it's recording all of the other ambient noise. One of the other body-worn cameras captures what I, I, would, ca I would categorize as a subdued gunshot and then the squad video with the window down clearly captures gunshots so that was something that we were initially perplexed by and we still are and that's pretty weird to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously the bca is investigating this but it's under the department of public safety how can public trust that this is going to be a transparent investigation would you consider having an outside agency look at it yeah I'll, I'll let the commissioner answer that and i'm happy to also answer uh, yeah, and just to repeat the question, I think in, in essence is that the BCA is uh, part of a, a state agency, part of the Department of Public Safety. The Minnesota State Patrol is also a part of the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Um, how would an investigative process work between those two agencies and, and does that create public trust? Um, I, I will uh, uh, let you know that obviously the Minnesota State Patrol and the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension are separate law enforcement agencies. They act independently, they do independent work. They both have their chief law enforcement officers, Colonel Matthew Langer, who is here today, and, and Superintendent Drew Evans, uh, who is with the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. So they both have their law enforcement agencies and their duties. Um, anytime that there is an officer-involved shooting in the state of Minnesota, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension typically is uh, asked to perform those investigations. We have a specific unit within the Bureau of Criminal Apprehensions, the Forces Investigation Unit which has been supported and funded through direct legislative priorities to go ahead and to be the go-to agency for law enforcement, officer-involved shootings or use of force shootings or in-custody deaths. Uh, that has worked very well for a number of years. In fact, it was just recently funded uh, for in the legislature to continue with that force investigation unit. Um, through the creation of that process, I mean, this scenario was contemplated and through that work, uh, this is just the way that it was contemplated that it would occur, that the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, the Force Investigative Unit, which does not train with or have regular contact with any other law enforcement agencies, including the State Patrol, would conduct those investigations. Uh, it will be separate and independent from the Minnesota State Patrol. And as mentioned today, you know, my time spending spent with Colonel Langer is really specific to spending time with the family and walking through the video with you. Um, when I spend time with Superintendent Evans, that will be updates with the investigative process. But they are an independent process, independent um, agency, um, and I don't provide direction and control. They do their investigation, get the final product. And then when that final product is completed, there's full transparency. It's available to the public. It will go to the county attorney's office. In this case, it would be Mary Moriarty of the Hennepin County Attorney's Office. Um, so again, we, we think that that process worked and, and does work, and we've done that several times. We had a 
shot fired into the vehicle. Can you just talk a little bit about what is the procedure or protocol that this rise to a use of force level based on the standards of a patrol? And the question is how it relates to the use of force level for the state patrol. Um, for sure, so we have very clear policies all available on our website. Uh, this very clearly meets the threshold of the use of deadly force. Um, and so that triggers protocols within the organization, including a critical incident review uh, downstream where we take a look at this incident from beginning to end to uncover any answers that we might want to come uh, forward with related to training, related to equipment, related to supervisory notification, related to protocol. Um, our goal is for these things to never happen. And so when they do happen, we shift really quickly into why did it happen and is there absolutely anything we can do in the future to make sure it doesn't happen again. So that critical incident review process is part of the puzzle of trying to determine that and that augments the incredibly anticipated um, investigation from the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension too that once things are done also helps us to make decisions internally about what if anything should change. We'll take one more. I'm sorry, I misunderstood that statement. You said meets the threshold of use of deadly force. What, is, what did you mean by that? Well, the question is what I meant by the, the answer to the uh, meet the threshold of the use of deadly force, but firing um, a service weapon in the direction of another human being is very clearly the use of deadly force. So for us, that would trigger that standard within our policy and protocol. I apologize if I didn't answer the question that you were asking, but that's how I interpreted it. You say at that point, that threshold was met. At what point the threshold was met that we saw in the video? Yeah, that is way too deep into the investigation and what the individual troopers were thinking and I, I simply don't know what they were thinking. That's crazy. Well, st stick around and answer questions. I, I, I can't stand that. Let me see how long it will take. Was I mishearing that at the end? He, I thought he was answering that question and saying that the threat posed to the troopers was amounted to them justifying them using deadly force. Yeah. But he then it sounded like he didn't threshold. say that. No, I, I think he was saying he wouldn't point out when specifically that moment was so it was really the details of that right he was saying that well i don't want to get into side inside the officers heads for why they felt it met that threshold yeah, that, I mean, that was what enough, i took you don't want to accidentally incriminate either yourself uh the organization or the officers involved but this is the thing these. that matters a lot to the public knowing it um i'm just on their website dps minnesota state patrol i don't think the I don't think Minnesota State Patrol has their own website. Obviously, I don't think I've ever looked this up before. Minnesota State Patrol, just Googling it. Looks like it just goes to Minnesota Department of Public Safety. And I'm just wondering if there's anything on here that would give the use of force. Yeah, what the so definition is. Yeah. You know, like they got I, I mean, I imagine it's fear of your own life or fear of another person's life. Correct. Right. I, I imagine the definition is somewhere broadly about that. Uh, well, there is, uh, this is referencing state statute here. Okay, this might be it. Get I don't know. This is, a, this, is a, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. That's actually the problem is I was a little fearful 
it wouldn't be so clear cut. Right. Now, obviously, okay, so first because of all, murder, murder, that's what BLM's calling it. Mm-hmm. It's not murder. Well, this is enough. It's it's in a, enough of a gray area where they're probably going to run with murder regardless. Right. Mm-hmm. But so, this guy was causing, he was resisting arrest. Is that re- is arrest the right term? The resisting detainment. Detainment yeah. for a lawful purpose. It was a, so it sounds like it's pretty much a warrant, except what would they call it? A hold and yeah, they have a name for it. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, here we go. So I think I might have a document. You see use of force and deadly force model. Um, I'm going to save this. I'm going to send this to you, Dawson. If it's, it's in a, uh, word document. I won't be able to open that. You'll be able to open that. Okay. Um, Definitions, great bodily harm, cause siege. Let me see. Duty to pour, de-escalation, use of other. D- Man, I don't know what to think on this one. Except in cases where deadly forces authorizes articulated Minnesota Statute 609.066 to protect the peace officer or another from death or great bodily harm, officers are prohibited from using chokeholds tying all a person's limbs together securing a person anyway oh here we go use the deadly force an officer is authorized to use deadly force if it objectively if an objectively reasonable officer would believe based on the totality of the circumstances known to the officer at the time and without the benefit of hindsight that such force is necessary use of deadly mm. force is to is justified when one or both of the following apply either One, to protect the peace officer or another from death Mm. or great bodily harm, provided that the threat can be articulated with specificity by law enforcement officer. It is reasonably likely to occur absent action by law enforcement officer and must be addressed through the use of deadly force without unreasonable delay. Or two, to effect the arrest or capture or prevent the escape of a person whom the peace officer knows or has reasonable grounds to believe has committed or attempted to commit a felony and the officer reasonably believes that the person will cause death Great bodily harm to another person. So that's not the case. Well, I guess that could be the case too, because he say driving, driving erratically. erratically. Yeah, yep. we just watched in Minneapolis, um, John well, Thompson's son kill five <laughs> women in a vehicle yes. by reckless driving. Whatever well, happened with that story? No, he's being prosecuted. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why wouldn't this guy have been able to use his taser in this situation? Though? Well, because right. you don't generally have a taser out in that situation, um, middle of night. And uh, don't know how hostile this guy is, so that's probably part of the reason. He's got to draw a weapon, and so in this case, yeah. But there's no evidence that this Ricky, uh, Ricky Cobb, had a weapon or a gun. No evidence. Of course, of course, wouldn't matter in the end. Um, Now that would be a big difference, right? If he actually had a weapon on Mm -hmm. him, like a knife or a gun, but give the cops more reason to fear for their lives, right? But he's definitely cops are coming in his vehicle and he's dragging these cops, right? And so that would be great bodily harm, right? Right. You run over somebody, Potential you dra- to be drag over. them, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, I want to say this is this is certainly it's happened. a tough one because you know that already happened. They got dragged and then they shot at him, right? Well, he doesn't I'm, know. So, so their lives the weren't in danger. He doesn't know at what's that moment. To the no, no. Guy you, on the other the side. gunshots are happening as he's pulling away, right? Mm-hmm. Which to me also could have been accidental by the cop. Or an instinct with the the judgment at the time, this guy's pulling away. Maybe he's got the other cop, and that cop's gonna be dr- drugged. Right. Right. 
Well, it looked well, like wait a second. Kim Potter was Kim Potter was the same situation. So tell me where you think it was right there that he started shooting. It would have been right here. He so he's coming in. It's happening right now. He almost, if he had shot there, he would have almost shot his cop buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. was a little ahead. Yeah. Um, so there? You see, no, 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 no. It was right it when you, the guy was pulling away. Well, it's easier if you see if you see the uh, video from um, the dash cam. That's the easier one. Is this the whole montage of the video? This is just the live Oh, okay. This will, this will give it away, too. So, right... Seems like it's happening right about now. Yeah, right, right about there. there. Mm. That's crazy. So that he had the crazy. gunshot at his face. Of course, I would pull away too. If I saw he a gun. And then look, and then away. he's he's hitting the ground. Yeah, that seems like it happened right there. Yeah. So he planted two or however many huh. shots in him before he was able to peel away. No, he was already peeling away when he started shooting. I believe the shots are happening as he's. Oh, right well, there. So was, we think yeah, there were three right shots right there. Imagine your firearm is in front of that seat. He yeah, pulls look, away. He's shifting the yeah. car into drag. Yeah, so think what – and, yeah, he's also maybe watching – well, they're trained to watch hands. Yeah. So that would have been one shot, that jolt. That would have been Right the there. One. That's when I would assume. Yeah. He's pointing he's that gun straight at the other cop. Very mm -hmm. dangerous, obviously. That's Probably wild. shooting lower, though. Um, yeah, very dangerous. Yeah, it was in his abdomen where he got shot. That's I think nuts. here, obviously, this is a the wrong shooting, right? Should not have shot. <laughs> but once again, we go back to we're not in these predicaments. This guy is clearly resisting arrest. Yeah, no, I'm not judging the cop too hard. But what I would think is they probably could have, uh, you know, like they did, they could have pinned the car against the concrete like they had at the end there without all of this. But, uh, yeah. Well, then they would have had a, to, uh, it would have been a chase. Right, instead, which is also very dangerous. Instead, he was dying, and he dragged the car over because he was yeah. dying. Right. Which is also dangerous. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, it's tough. We if, might have to wait till the trial. If he, well, so once again, now, remember, you diag we all sit here and we diagnose, and, of course, it's going to happen in trial. We're going to diagnose what this gentleman had to make in a half a second, a decision in a half a second. Yeah. Okay? Because until he's shot, everyone believes he's got a right to have his firearm drawn and pointed at the gentleman, right? And within a half a second, the gentleman's take the cob is taking off. Mm -hmm. He's probably physically been hit by the seat, maybe, mm -hmm. um, possibly at that point. Um, certainly, probably watching this stuff going up because that's what we're assuming. Yeah, and I, you know, it's tough to make out what that Ricky uh, Ricky Cobb was saying. During that time, you know, it sounded almost like he was saying something like, uh, you guys always tell me to step outside and then I end up going to jail or I end up getting arrested or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was mostly saying stuff about how, why should I get out of the car? Like, is there a warrant? Why am I getting out of the car? Why yeah. do I need to get out of the car? Yeah, he was questioning it and then, yeah, drove away. Definitely never said anything inciting violence, never saying like... I'm going to fucking kill you or blah, blah, blah. Well, that yeah. doesn't matter. When you drive away with these guys in there, obviously yeah. you're, you're committing violence against police officers. Mm. Now, the question is, did he shift the car into drive before they started grabbing him, or was that after? Well, let's see. No, it, lo it looks like that first cop is grabbing him right there, and he's shifting. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. So when did he reach over to grab it? So his, his hand is currently. Gun was yeah. drawn right here. 
probably. And I think that's when the cop pulled out his gun, right? When it he... probably would have been as soon, if I had to guess, as soon as. Okay, so you see his hand there. It's all fine. This guy open. Okay, so it's the second that this cop opens the door, he reached mm -hmm. for the shift. Yeah, and this is what I'm wondering: is it seems like this was aggressive. So is this what they teach? And there's and if this is what they teach, there's probably a reason for it. Here's the deal. In the hierarchy of kind of cops I'd be, I gotta imagine State Patrol's the last of that, you know? That's a that's a sucky job. I've heard it's easier to become State Patrol compared to other Yeah, because uh, no one would want to do it. Would right. you want to stand right there where this other cop is in the lane? Get, yeah. Cobb doesn't even pull his vehicle over, so this cop is literally having to stand in a lane with vehicles going 60, 70 miles an hour, that sucks right alone. You don't know what you're going to encounter on the highway in the middle of the night. That sucks. When all you're doing is writing tickets and getting people pissed off. Until with this being the rare exception. Until, well, in Minneapolis, I'm guessing you do a lot more than the tickets, right? Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, yeah not a, I mean, I don't not think a fun that, job. It sucks. I don't uh, think that. For sure. I don't really think that how bad your job sucks matters when it comes to that's why no but what had, we're saying like, is who would want to do this who would want to do this and so there might be a rationale because so of that aggressive posture opening that door well, either that or they're not used to something like this too and if that's the problem then that just comes back to the training if you don't have right. if you don't know what to do in this situation you yeah i mean it's probably just shouldn't. it's just too early to make be making real judgments yeah well, i thought the video would settle things for us it, it kind of makes it like the worst. wow this is interesting we got to keep digging so it's the worst because now everyone's going to come to their own conclusion three white cops that's what we were fearful of black guy that's obviously the dynamic that's going to play out politically and then walls and those types are going to weigh into this thing and the maxine waters of the world will make their statements <laughs> and they're just going to mm -hmm. heighten up this division in their country and idiots are going to start protesting. And idiots are going to shut down the interstate, probably in that same spot. Start a mm -hmm. memorial in the middle of the Interstate 94, right? They did that when there wasn't a tragedy on that highway. Yeah, now shutting down roads is the dumbest form of protest. But let's just be honest, what's probably going to happen here? So that's the worst. And then, I mean, you know, I, I feel like there's a good chance the cop gets off on this one because you could make the argument there's great bodily harm to him. Mm-hmm. Certainly did the, the fact, other cop, too. I think the fact that he was unarmed is going to be a really big player in all this. Mm. It's like, you shot the unarmed, unarmed guy. What's going on? Good point. If he was unarmed, that's true. But, mm -hmm. I mean, based on the conversation we heard, it didn't sound like there. he asked if there's a firearm. Now, no. we we didn't get the entire, entire conversation. But you know, the whole thing could have been solved if he said, turn off your vehicle. Turn mm -hmm. off. We asked, hand me the keys. He also asked for an ID, which he refused both. It sounds why would you, like. Why no. would you ask, hand me the keys instead of turn off your vehicle? I, that one was weird to me. Well, because it's the well, same reason an oil change. Put it back in, too, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kim Potter, now that I think about it, wasn't that the same circumstance? She was going, so she was going to tase him, obviously accidentally drew the, her Glock but shot him because he was starting to pull away in the vehicle. But she got prosecuted for that. Was that the same thing? I didn't I'm know trying to think it's the same away. thing because he was pulling away, right? I don't think he was. I think that was 
the damning part about it. Like he wasn't doing anything. No, no, no. He was. He was definitely doing it. That's why she went to that aggressive posture. Well, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. There were people calling for Jensen to commute her sentence if he was elected. I'd remember that. She's out mm-hmm. of prison right now, by the way. Oh, is she? Yeah. On yeah. parole? There's, there's people that are saying, like, you can't know what this is like during the split second decision like because you aren't you've never been in this situation you can't Mm -hmm. talk about it i don't think that that's necessarily true that you can't talk about it you should be able to talk about yeah because people this is what they're training for if if they weren't trained for a situation like this you like they should be able isn't the point of the cops to follow it by the books like we have laws that but they're humans in the end of the day but isn't that what training gets rid of is that human factor Shouldn't it? No, I mean, uh, we are humans in the end of the day. Yeah, I'd lo- you'd love to think it, but we're not robots. So, so the racism. You can't, might you're come not, it's training, the... it's not programming, right? So, in the end of the day, there's a human aspect to it, and the dynamics are so unique, right? So, and there's other things, other externalities that could come into play here. You know, other posture that this guy gave him, you know, you know, in the case of um, a Chauvin and, uh, George Floyd, they actually had a history. Mm-hmm. I doubt that's the case here, but you know that could come into play. You know, a known yeah. history of the guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think you look at this and you would say that this cop made a severe judgment and probably shouldn't be a cop anymore, right? At the very minimum, is that what you would conclude, Dawson? Say it one more time. Would you at least conclude that the cop made a fatal error and shouldn't be a cop anymore? Because in this judge, his judgment in that time frame, he screwed up. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, it's too. Well, okay, well go that, around, I mean, I, I could give Just you that. Of what but I have when right you now. start saying it's murder, then it's like, well, this was planned. This was this wasn't murder, right? No, unless, I don't think, unless I don't think you can prove murder. that he knew who this guy was. He was a racist, and when well, that's what BLM's gonna say, and he just wanted to kill a black guy, right? But that's that's a far stretch, and probably not one bit true, right? So it's somewhere possibly in the middle there. And I think it's, you know, probably a, I mean, that's what Kim Potter was. It was an error, right. you know, it was an error that cost someone their life. I, I just watching this stuff, personal opinion, literally just going off of what I have right now and assuming the best of the cop. I don't think that there is any murder intent or anything like that. Yeah. It seemed like it was an error of some sort when it comes to training or, or like, he just a bad decision, maybe. Could have been a bad decision. A decision that ended up killing a person, which is kind mm-hmm. of the worst. Yeah, I wouldn't say he, he, maybe he should. I'm not saying he should have to lose his job or anything like that. But, yeah, no, I think that I think the situation could have been handled better. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But him driving recklessly down the freeway endangers the life of other people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, tough to see if what there's the right answer. on that? Yeah. Because where does this end up? He, how long did they chase the guy? We don't know because he was shot and then he, his car went into the side rails. But mm-hmm. that's it. That's You make your judgment on this one. We're going to be talking about this for a while. That's for sure. Especially if BLM escalates. Mm-hmm. Feels like it feels like 
feels like that's going to be the case. Brad says it's way too soon to make a judgment on the situation. We haven't learned to get all the facts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah and, and I figured why, why not just keep the cameras rolling? You can at least see how we process it, and you guys are processing it at home. Problem is, you have the sides. As Jesse, I think you were bringing this up. You got two sides. Well, cops can do no wrong. Well, clearly they can. And then you got the other side that cops do nothing but wrong, and they're out to murder every black person. And mm -hmm. that side has a big microphone right now. It's amplified by the leftists. And where it really hurts us is, you know, 2020, riding the streets, chaos. So, um,. I, I pray. I hope that doesn't come to Minnesota. Don't know what to think right now. So mm -hmm. we'll stay on top of the story. But thank you guys for tuning in this Tuesday. We'll be back on Thursday. Unless there's other stuff, we're, we're always ready to do extra shows too. So uh, we'll break any news that comes. Uh, check out Action for Liberty. All the other stories too. What a day. We had so many stories to talk about. We had to talk about this one. So um, there you go. Stay tuned, actionforliberty.com. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on Thursday.